keep your shiny. You know what I would appreciate? You're doing dirty, dirty, dirty shinies. If you would go around and collect some of my satchels, since no other asshole online is going to do it. If it showed up in my game, I would. I'm, I don't know if we're in the same zone, wherever you're dying. I haven't died yet. I have I've gotten died very close. Twice. I've gotten very close. Uh, Snorlax. No, go ahead. In the very early game, the Alpha Snorlax almost turned around and gave me the business with a hyper beam, and I was very scared. I have died four times. Three times to, uh, to false, because the fall damage in this game is super real. Yep. And we're just new. And one time to uh, me not forgetting there's no pause button and you have to hit the menu and just setting it down and something attacking me while I walked away. That's amazing. To realize that's funny. I passed out. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not. You just got another anyway. one, didn't you? <laughs> okay. I'm see. Never again. I like seriously. <laughs> We're not even doing never, this. Episode. This is two in like fucking ten minutes while we've been sitting here. You never get to complain about this again, ever. It's three in the which one's yet thirty minutes we've been waiting for you to get on. <laughs> I mean, not. Yeah. Wait for it. What was it? Let me see if I get him. He's want to jinx it. Geo dude. Oh well, it's just a repeat. Nice. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but it is. Mm, not if I don't evolve him. Jesus. Sure, but it's still it's, repeat. <laughs> it is. I. I don't. I just. I can't. I don't know what's going on here. Can't stop. I get it. <laughs> can't oh, stop. Yeah, he's like a fucking right. Pokemon, Pokemon fan now. Hilarious. He's gonna be sitting there playing at the there entire game. Oh, the yeah, entire there podcast. he is. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. That's an orange. All right. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Testing Room, where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants and one of the best Pokemon capturers in the business, who have also never consulted on a video game, bring you new topics each and every week. (laughs) And uh, this week we have some fun stuff. And also, that's not true. I've played Pokemon Go. That's in real life. So I have caught plenty of Pokemon in real life. Jokes on you, sir. Whatever you have to tell yourself. So, all right. Welcome, everybody. My name is Alex, a.k.a. The God's Father. My name is Christian, a.k.a. Pseudo-Odo45. My name is Preston, Funkadelic Jedi. All right. And uh, I am live on location this week in a hotel room yeah. in Atlanta. Um, so, whoop, whoop. Hot Atlanta. I, a hot Atlanta, which is actually pretty warm, better than Preston under, like, 30 inches of snow. So bad. I can't go nowhere. I know. I joked with Preston. I told him that I tried to shoot the storm front as it passed it over me to kill it, but it didn't do it. It survived. Yeah. So are you not getting snow? No, it went right over us. Really? Yeah, yeah it brewed It brewed right by Canada, and like Canada didn't get anything. That whole storm front, I watched it go over me. Like the one morning we woke up, and there was a giant shelf cloud over Lake Michigan, 
and I was like, That's cool. oh boy, that looks yeah. ominous. <laughs> like, and uh, it blew, it came all the way over us, blew over us, and then it kept going past Chicago. And I was like, my hometown where I grew up in Illinois was getting a bunch of snow, and then St. Louis was getting a bunch of snow. I was like, damn. I was like, that was. We do you, do right you have any, us. like, do you have any residual snow? Like, do you still have snow on the ground from previous snows that you've had? Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's like it it's it, the snow that we had here forever ago isn't going to go anywhere because it stays. It never gets above. Like, I think the warmest day we had was eighteen. It's bitter. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, when Preston, <laughs> no, thank you. This is spoilers for the the week's portion, <laughs> the week, but yeah. when Preston came to visit, uh, it was cold as hell. Ted did not appreciate it at all. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> we are in the... I left 81 degrees in Florida, and uh, Atlanta was cold when we got here yesterday, but today it's like 62 right now, so not That's bad. Nice. It's rainy. Good. Yeah. yeah, we're getting rain, but I can't complain as far as weather goes. Um, but because I am in this amazing hotel with, like, the best top-tier sound quality and internet, yeah. I make no promises on... on what could happen. I know there's a dog beside me. I found out earlier when I logged on with Preston, so he could say hi. Um, Good. You know, people running up and down the hallway could say hi. Who knows? It's, yeah. it, it could be fun for all. Um, but yeah, so let's dive into our weeks. Um, I'll start because why not? My week's actually <laughs> short. I know, my week's short. So um, I have been playing Pokemon and I, again, I haven't played Pokemon since, like, the OG Pokemon, which was on my list of, you know, top games of all time. And I told everybody earlier that my New Year's resolution was to step outside of, like, the games that I typically play and play new stuff. So I knew I was going to be traveling. I would only have the Switch with me. I know that uh, xCloud wasn't as reliable as I wanted it to be, so I picked up Pokemon. I've been playing it for a few days. It's fantastic. Um, I have a few things to say about this game. I know Christian, you've been playing it too, so we, you know, we can talk about it. But the first thing I'll say is, when I when I said, but before I told everybody I was playing this game, other than Christian, part of the reason that I did want to pick it up and play it is because I got called out the other day by a fan and a friend, <laughs> a listener of the podcast, Guess Jake, knows. who texted me and said, "Hey, man." listening to your uh, podcast from your top games of all time. And you said Pokemon Gold was, like, in your top games of all time, but then it was the only one you ever played. And he goes, not to be a dick here, but uh, why didn't you play any others if you thought it was so good? Yeah. I was like, that's... Best game of all time. It's true. It's a valid question. It's a valid question. That's a valid question. <laughs> you think it has a valid answer, but it was definitely a valid question. Um, I think the answer there would be because I had that game at the tail end of me having a handheld, right? So, like, I got a hand, I got rid of a handheld shortly after that. I think the only other handheld I had other than that Game Boy Color, was it, maybe? Was uh, a PS Vita for a short amount of time. So, handhelds and me haven't had a, haven't had a long career. Um, I did dabble in a few Pokemon games. Like, I think I did, was it Snap on 64? Yep. OG. There's also Stadium, so I that one if you played Stadium. Ah, maybe it was Stadium. I see. I told Jake Arena, but maybe it was Stadium. One of those very two. Very different. I played. Yeah, that's very, very briefly. Snap. You just take pictures. Yes. Stadium. They actually fight. Yeah. 
it was Snap then. Yeah, very briefly, I played, and then um, other than that, just Pokemon Go, like the rest of the world did when it first launched because it took everyone by storm. And that was really it. But I tried this one out, and I am having a blast with Arceus. Um, there's I, I, I do have uh, uh, Arceus. Arceus. There's no way to know. It's never said out it loud. It is. It's it's said all the time everywhere. <laughs> by who? There's no by the, by the the world popular show that everybody has seen that has been syndicated for I don't know like 25 years. <laughs> Good Morning America. Yes, the very same. 25 years. Yes. The, okay, everybody knows the show that follows the adventure of Avengers of Ash and Pikachu. Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know, I, I've never watched that show. I mean, I have when I was a child, I, no, but I haven't watched totally it. That's totally fine. In... My, my sass yeah. is coming from the argument that came afterwards <laughs> when I said what it was. Arceus? Arceus. Arceus. I wasn't far off. I just said it in, in a way a southerner would say it. That's it. I'm from Florida. Arceus. 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 So, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Um, I am apparently the luckiest person of all time, and I have not beat the story yet. In my short amount of time playing, I have five shinies. Christian is, he, he, he is not happy with me. It's not, so here's the thing, dear listeners, it's not that I'm not happy for Alex. I am, I'm happy that it is, it is working out for him. What is happening is Alex for the entirety of our friendship has always complained about his luck in video games, whether it was not getting certain drops in destiny. When we played the, the, the boots in the original raid. Yep. That's what I was just, yeah. yep. That, uh, I was, just, I was feeling, I was filling the audience in. Um, yeah. I had the entire uh, set of gear except for boots and I never got it the entire game ever. Um, when we play a ton of times when we played 14, if we were trying to get something, and I would get it, and stuff didn't draw for him. Uh, very yeah. upset. He'll be like, well, I just, I'll never get it because these fucking companies hate me. It's just upsetting. Uh, it could go from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter was a big one. He was very upset there. Um, and so You want to f- know what gets me? You, uh, sorry. You want to know what gets me about the Boots one with Destiny? My drops weren't terrible until I railed on Bungie in Twitter, like, years and years and years ago. Yeah. And then I you never got those boots. I did. It was long. And I, I never got those boots. And then when Destiny 2 came out, I played it for like a week. And that was the first exotic I got. Yep, and I was, was like, fuck boots. you guys. Yeah. I hate you. It's useless to me now. Um, and then, so for this game, I was explaining to him uh, what the odds are for shinies in this game. Now, they are the, the odds are a little bit kinder in this game than they are normally um, but either way, they're still, you know, very, they're still rare. And, uh, he has gotten five so far in his time playing, uh, three of which were on this phone call while we were getting ready to play. <laughs> that was, that was just insane. It really was. Cause it was, yeah. one was like 30 minutes ago and then the other two happened within a sp- span of like six minutes. Yeah. It was just stupid. I'm convinced. Um, I, I'm, I'm convinced that there is something that. It's a new. It's a new player bonus. It's that yes. It, it's something that follows you around from game to game. Where they're like they know me, and they're like this schmuck is gonna buy every Pokemon, so it doesn't matter. We'll just <laughs> let him grind it out because he's gonna do it no matter what. Uh, whereas you have not been with this franchise in a long time, so they see no. you like oh new. Let's just give it to him. 
Yeah, hook, hook new, him early. New bonus. Let's, let's get him, get him in, get him in early, and never let him go again. Yeah. Um. So I look. I really enjoy the game. I don't know how much we want to get into it before your week. I don't know if I'm taking away from your week at all, Christian. But I do have some complaints with it, and I they're typical complaints. I know I, I shared these complaints, and then you refuted most of them. It's not that I refuted them. I have a lot of but, complaints. They're just it for me. Mine are like a lot of some of our some of them are nitpicky, and then some of them are things that have been in the series for a long time that I've just always been irritated with. It's just that there's a lot that they changed in this game from previous that is a it's hopeful, like it's a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways. Um, but also, it doesn't stop them from, you know, losing a ton of players to Temtem. So, I honestly, I don't even know if this will swing the needle for a lot of people. But we'll, we can get into that later. That's not like a... So, let me give you two complaints that I have. And they're very stupid complaints. But I think they're valid. One, the game looks nice. But that's the best okay. it looks. That, yes, that's what I mean. Like yeah. it's the best it looks. It should one hundred percent. If you're if you're trying to revitalize your series and change things up, and you have the power of the switch, it absolutely needs to look better. Like I have frame rate issues. I have mm-hmm. draw distance issues. I have little random glitches of like in scenes and stuff. This game should look better with the power of the switch. It's not even um, except it's it's less about the power of the switch and more of the fact that Game Freak is a bazillion trillion dollar company because Pokemon prints money and it's mm-hmm. ridiculous that they still treat it like it is a indie game. Yeah. And the second one goes along with that. If you again if you're trying to revitalize things and change things up, I think it's an, a huge miss to not have some voice acting and it's because the story is not super captivating and the characters are pretty forgettable and i think that if you at least had voice acting and decent voice acting it would make it somewhat more appealing even if it wasn't the best written thing it would be some it would be somewhat more appealing if it was at least voice acted i think the reason that they don't do it is because you would with the amount of sound files that are already in those games like the amount of data that's in those games with every single pokemon having a, its own fucking voice line that you hear and all this and all the stuff like i i'm sure that there's some for whatever corner cutting reason that that's why they they do it and it's just you know the series has never had it um i agree with you i'm not saying it wrong i just mean i mean you can have if, if, if you can port over The Witcher 3 and its voice acting onto a Switch card, there's no Look, reason again, you can't Again, I'm, not, you can't I'm <laughs> not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that I'm sure that's whatever corner-cutting reason they come up with is, yeah. we're saving space because we have, you know, 600 individual creatures with all these animations to render and sound and whatever. I don't know. My, my, my whole thing with a lot of my complaints is, like, when... Because I'm sh- especially as somebody who's played this series as long as I have, it, it it probably comes off as like being mean and I don't mean it that way. It's just game freak. It legitimately is a billion dollar company. Like they, they print money, like they have so much money mm-hmm. and 
if like other studios would kill to have the amount of profit that they get on this series. And so it's it's frustrating sometimes being like I honestly, you know, uh, if if they had not changed anything from Sword and Shield to this game, I wouldn't have even picked it up. I would have skipped it because that's how like burnt out and done with it I am. And honestly, as much as uh Arceus is a nice stepping stone in the right direction, I believe. Whenever Temtem hits 1.0 and I finally try that, um, it, I, for Pokemon's sake, I hope that it's not as good as everybody says it is because. Well, so Temtem, for those that don't know, and, and you know more about it than I do. I've just seen video and, and, and shots of it. It seems like a Pokemon game with better graphics and, the fact you can interact with people in the real world. So like an MMO Pokemon game in the sense that there's other people running around and that's the biggest thing that this game struggles with. Better graphics, better, mm -hmm. uh, like longer content, better, like end game focus things. Like it, it it honestly is, is it is more of a JRPG than is akin to like the dream of the original Pokemon games as opposed to what they've become now. So yeah. like I, said, I just, I hope for its sake that it's not as good as people say it is. Yeah. Cause I've seen, I've seen a lot of praise for Pokemon and I have had a lot of fun. And, yes. and there is with, with the look of it, it does feel breath of the wildy and the way they give you mounts and a way to traverse the world. It does make you want to explore and it and capturing Pokemon are fun. Mm-hmm. But if you, if I think a lot of people are somewhat lost right now in this like new shiny different feel that they're not looking at it super critically and like when you look at something like Tim Tim and then you look at this game this game feels hollow and lonely yes. like as good as it is it feels lonely and even the people you interact with like even the NPCs there's only a handful of them right there's only 20 of them and they're all cookie cutter versions of the same thing I agree with you if if Tim Tim ends up being as good as it looks I it, it you know you don't want nothing is a Pokemon killer or whatever you hear those terms all the time but it's yeah, gonna be no. big competition out of the yes. gate if it is that good because that's what this game kind of feels like it's missing it, it if you're other if, than if you're a game freak what you don't mm-hmm. want is that game to be good enough to make a, a an insane amount of money off of 1.0 that they're yeah. able to do Temtem 2 or whatever they call that and them up the ante even more because of whatever money they made from this one and Mm -hmm. at a certain point like the despair if the disparity grows too much is when people are going to be like i'm stupid if i stay here and i mean that's just especially especially with the online component like it's is it it's not cross-platform is it do you know have you heard it is coming out from multiple so you have you have support for all consoles right now. You have Switch, you have uh, Xbox and PlayStation, everything else. NPC. So having that in yep, I have yeah, having that entire community, like that's big. It's huge. Yeah, and if you're if, if you have things, for lack of a better term, raids, if you will, or if you they have, do, you know, Pokemon. Yeah, right, that's what I mean. Like Pokemon battles equivalent with like a bunch of your your little Tim Tim and and you know, big monsters where you and friends are grouping up. Like that's just a feel that this modern Pokemon as good as it is from previous versions just does not have. Yeah. 
yep. and it's it's missing. And it, you don't. The problem is you don't realize it's missing until you see other things that offer that, and you're like, well, shit. Why doesn't? And this for the have longest that? time, no, nothing did. Nothing was. Mm-hmm. Nobody was in this space at all, trying to compete. So it didn't really. It never had anything that was attempting it. That's why I'm saying, like, you know, I've been waiting off on Temtem for it to hit 1.0. From what I understand, the version that's on Xbox and PlayStation and P- the version that's out right now is everything but the end game. So it's like 80 hours worth of content, from what I understand. Um, so, you know, not nothing. Um, but I'm still just waiting for. 1.0 because that's when I decided that that when I would hop on and try it. Well, let me know when you do. I'll do it with you. Yeah. All right. We'll do we'll do it together. Um, Preston can get back in, meantime, in the Mon game. Get a little Temtem. I already have Temtem on Steam, guys. You're way oh, behind. Oh, do you really? Get caught up, man. Oh. Yeah, I played it when it was first popping. Very Preston's little. literally is, just kicking yeah. back, rolling his eyes at us talking. Yeah, like you these fucking fools. fake Tim Tim. Fan. It's been a while. I have not played it in that long, but I did try it out when these it first came idiots. out. Idiots, like not very many Tim Tim. I didn't know that. That's awesome though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you? So, what were your feelings on it then? I liked it. I mean, like the idea of it. But when I got in, it was super early. Like it was like yeah. just the beginning of it. So there was very few things to do outside of like the the basic start of it. Did it still and feel like small amount of animals? Or Whatever. Did it? There's, did a, it, there's 141 now. Yeah, it was did not it, that. I think it made 10. Did, did it feel as as lived in as it looks now that in the footage, like it shows, like like there's so many people running around and like interacting no. with each other. No. Like when I jumped in there, maybe a little bit because it was more of like I saw it on a giant bomb or something like that when somebody played it and talked about it. So there was a handful of people that like got into it because when it first dropped, because they were excited about something that was pretty much Pokemon. But they didn't have to cater to the Pokemon like you were talking about. Yeah. They don't have to do anything special. They give you like one little quirky twist as to how to play the game for Pokemon every iteration. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was a, just a cool idea of having like third person behind the back. You could have your guy running around with you. You're doing more action. Like not do the fight. It was more of a you're out there just kind of doing it. Kind of like what Arceus is doing now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. I do like the fact that you can see your little your little monster running around behind you, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool, right? Because yeah. that way, if you have your favorite, like you can show it off to everybody and so on. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. We'll uh, we'll all try it when it comes out on 1.0. Yeah, if Preston's already not like beat it by then and waiting yeah. in the end game. Yeah, I got all the shots. Uh, <laughs> so that's so that's been my week um, because of travel. I've been limited to the Switch, which is fine because I've had something to. to you know, keep my attention. It's been fun, but otherwise, it's been pretty short. Um, so I'll pass it over. Then you know, Preston, why don't, why don't you go next? What have you been up to? Um, well, I did a little travel myself. Went up there, went to go see yeah. my boy Christian. Hung out for a night and a day. It's a it's a long long drive. It How is. long of a drive? Uh, six hours, pretty much. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Then stops and yeah, stuff like that's that. What but I, yeah, that's what Ted, I did yesterday. Seven hour drive. Is, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's rough, man. It's not it sucks. The fun. Uh, it's your day, pretty much, once you do that. You gotta wake up really early and have a little bit left over, but you're so tired when you get there. Yeah. Like, Christian's like, you wanna do something? It's, it's, I'm like, your, it's your day, because you go to bed at 5 p.m. Yeah, no shit. I have to go to bed early, I'm an old man. <laughs> uh, but no, I, uh, when I got there, it was like 7 o'clock or something like that, I left a little late, and I was like, you wanna do something tonight? I'm like, I just want food, and we can hang out a little bit afterwards, but uh, <laughs> other than that, I am very tired. 
Uh, Ted even took the trip with me, so that was a that was a fun little. Let's see how he did with nice. it. Nice, good. It was fine. The further up we got, the more snow happened. Mm-hmm. And the colder it got. But yeah, no, it was good. Uh, great food up there. Uh, we went to the comic shop. Got a fat stack of some comics. Um, I Christian saw me going after him. I got I got some Constantine run, uh, a handful of those, and I did the Lando run, which was I got to take a look at it. It's like the subtitle for it, but it's essentially uh, Glover's Lando, and they did I think like five or six issues of it, something small, um, and I grabbed all of them. I think I think I own that. I would have just sent that to you. No, oh, I mean it's. It was nice to have. Like, oh, I'm here. I'm gonna pick this up. You know, yeah. it's in the the bin, and they're one through five or whatever. Uh, Christian, I noticed when I got home that uh, I got two threes and not not a two. Yeah, because I was going through all of them. There's variants. I was trying to like swap them, swap them, have fun with it, and yeah, but yeah. We did that. Uh, I went to a game shop uh, where I got a sweet, sweet uh, Japanese Kirby game. I'm pretty sure it's Dreamland. I think it's I think it's the Famicom but you version. Don't, but of you don't know because you can't read Japanese, so there's no way to know. I looked it up. I mean, I did. I did. I found like pink Famicom car- cartridge because pure pink on it, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, so it's one of those. And I got more PSP games I don't didn't need. Oh yeah, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them on the shelf to look at. They look awfully pretty in them cases. Uh. Other than that, as far as hanging out with Christian, not not too much else happened. It was a sweet a speakeasy we went to. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, I lost the Grogu keychain. It's gone Somehow. for sure. Dude, it was in my coat pocket like when I was traveling. I just have a feeling some, somewhere it fell out. I'm like, Colleen, if you see it in there, you let me know. There's a little Grogu rolling around in here. If you see it, let me know. Yeah. But if not, so, it's probably at a gas station. Fucking for middle for the listeners, there was the, the speakeasy that we went to. It had a uh, little gotcha machine. Uh, in there where you have to like stack blocks on top of each other like the digital blocks or whatever and press, press the button at the right time to stop yeah. it and if you hit a certain threshold you get a prize and the prize was a little Grogu uh, keychain from Mandalorian yeah uh, or Baby Yoda for yeah. The, yeah and uh, so Preston got it and was all geeked out and then lost <laughs> it not 12 hours later yep Cause I didn't have my own keys with me because I took my sister's car up, so therefore I didn't put it on her keychain. So I just had it kind of hanging out. So when I do get my keys, I could put it on there. Yeah. And then as soon as Colleen gave me the keys, I'm like, where the fuck? I'm like, oh man. I'm like, I hope it's in their car somewhere. One day she'll clean it out. One day. And <laughs> it'll she'll get find sucked up by the vacuum. Yeah. Oh, I won't say that. Poor little guy. Um, the other than that, uh, not too, too much with video games. Obviously, been doing The Witcher Wednesdays. We got two of those in the bank. Mm-hmm. As of this recording, yeah. How was? Uh, unfortunately, Christian and I could not join because I was driving in the car to Atlanta, and Christian was yeah. living his life doing something. So, how was this Wednesday? <laughs> uh, this one was fantastic. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, pretty much the first one, these guys were there help, talking to me, helping me out, and we were having fun with it. Um, it was pretty much all the way we- up until the Griffin. If you know where that's at, so we killed the Griffin, and then uh, yeah, I did two hours of it uh, this past Wednesday. Um, I got through a lot more. We had some faithful fans on the first one. We had we had quite a few people watching you on the first episode. So oh, as far as you guys joined me, as far as the vo- voice chat, yeah. which we did not do proper because yeah, yeah. I did not know what I was doing. Therefore, you can't really hear them. Occasionally, if you look re- here, listen really carefully, you can kind of hear Christian or Alex. 
Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, you can't hear them because I did not add them which, to the chat. Which is a shame because I was providing some like top tier commentary. Totally. Yeah, we were being pretty funny. Play. Totally, totally. Yeah, we were so hilarious. Just, yeah. Way funnier than we are on this mm-hmm. podcast. It was yeah. like yeah. the best comedy we have. <laughs> but yeah, I was just talking to pretty much nobody um, during that entire time, which was fun. And this time, um, obviously, these boys are very busy, so I was going ahead and just went ahead and did it. I didn't notice anybody in the chat. I tried to look every once in a while to see if there's any viewers. Um, but uh, if you were there, feel free to say hi next time. Uh, it's no big deal. Um, but I did play more. I did play a lot more. Um, the one thing I think I got to that was like super surprising for me is, A, I didn't know you play a Siri. So I got that's pretty much where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. The story. Uh, I talked to the Bad Baron, I think his name was, before that. The Bloody um, Baron. Bloody, Bloody Baron. Baron. Yeah. Yeah. And the you know, Red Baron on the pizza. Some, yeah, Red Baron, yeah. Red Baron. <laughs> um, and then uh, when I started playing with Siri, that was cool. And I, I love her fucking dodge. That little, like, little fast, like... The little, blink? Sh- yeah. Sh- sh- you so go through cool. people, yeah. Yeah, as soon as I kind of started playing with her, I started fighting and just I wanted to roll. All of a sudden she goes... Sh- I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. There's, there's, no, there's no twirl attacks with Siri. There is no twirl attacks with her, but she also doesn't have magic no, her, either. Her, com- her combat's great. Is it? Okay. Um, so I was feeling a lot better with doing different, uh, type of magic and adding that into my combos. So I do feel a lot better with the combat now. I still say twirl swing every once in a while. I think there was one point where I called myself the twirl swing master in a bar because, uh, some people wanted to talk some shit. Uh, so you're like, so how dare you talk to him, the twirl swing master? Not twirl swing, twirl swing, twirl spin master right here. Yeah. Fucking got him. Um, Fucking got him. it took me a hot minute to figure out how to heal. So for a little while, I was kind of just trying to go as hard as I can oh. and like have a little bit of health left. I'm like, I can't fuck this entire fight up. If I fuck this up, I got to go back to the checkpoint. And then I got finally got a notification for meditation. I'm like, oh, I forgot about meditation. Uh, so I did a little time lapse. And <laughs> the first time I did it was I ran up to the house that had a whole bunch of dogs kind of trying to come at this dude. And uh, like, he'll be fine for three hours. He'll be okay. So I meditated right in front of his house for three hours. Come back. The dogs are still going. Yeah, look, he's fine. He's a fucking champ. So I went there and helped him out, but yeah. That's funny. Yeah, all of those, good. that Skyrim, all of those games that have that quick, like, time skip feature to rest yeah. are always funny, because you're right, like, something major could be going on, you're just like, oh, I'm in a nap, and it comes back at the exact yeah. same spot. This dragon's like, gonna destroy a town. Sense. I didn't need, like, yeah. 12 hours of sleep real quick, guys. <laughs> You'll be <laughs> fine. You'll be alright. It doesn't start until like well, get let me Let me get this level. He'll I'll wait be for right me. back. Yeah, the dragon will wait. Um, yeah, so Witcher Wednesdays are happening, so I got roughly four hours into it. I'm having a good time. I'm liking it. Do you remember where you were when you quit, or did you get lost inside? It was stuff? when that uh, first time doing a series, like I started messing around with her a little oh, bit, okay. and it was like two hours. I'm like I, we keep we keep going here a story. I'm like I need to cut off while I still have a time to work and remember where I'm at and what I'm doing. I want to ask you a question about Siri, but I don't want to be spoilery, so I guess I won't. I'm yeah, just trying to figure I out. Where we'll take a hot minute. Yeah, because I did not. I, I did not yeah, go too far with playing her. Um, I just been getting okay. what I've heard previously, like her father shit and. All that nonsense kind of happened a little bit beforehand. That's all I know for the most part. Um, other than that, nobody saves the world. I'm still playing some more of that here and there. I haven't had a lot of time to play, so I haven't played too too much, but I did advance. I, fe- I defeated the first like big, big dungeon. Uh, so when you first start out, there's a big castle, and what you're doing is you're going to different dungeons, and you're leveling up. Um, when you level up, sometimes you get these like wands, like magic wands, like almost like they're pretty much fucking Mario stars. Because the castle, you have to have like so many of those stars to open the door to go through and finally um, defeat the area, if you will. Uh, so now I'm going to different areas, um, finding spots that are like level 40. I'm like, nope, nowhere near there. Go back. 
Um, but I'm kind of going through, and it's it's been a lot of fun. I got the slug now, so that's a lot of fun. It's like a slime trail that kind of slows enemies down, and it, he shoots like tears or whatever slime tears, and then it, like shoots like a machine gun. So it's a little bit faster of a ranged weapon. So you but just I, shoot like mucus out of your eyes? Yeah, like <laughs> and just you know that's kind of gross. Everywhere. Yeah, that's super gross. I mean, he's a green slime trail behind him. It's, yeah, it's pretty gross. He's a he's a slug. What you want? He's good. <laughs> yeah, he's a, it's a slug. He has like a what turbo button. He's like what pushes like? through these dudes. What do you? Cool. I like him. Also, Christian, what, what was that little Italian hand you just did? See, there? the thing is, is that oh, I didn't actually do anything. I was just sitting here, and you <laughs> brought up this Italian hand thing. So now it is just very odd for you on this show. <laughs> very no odd for me. It is very odd for me. Yeah, no, nobody saves the world's good. You guys got Game Pass. If you ever want to give it a whirl, feel free. It's on Game Pass on PC and Xbox. Um, and then I have no other games. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. You'll have fun with it. It's good. Uh, other than that, not too, too much. Keep going with a book of Boba Fett. The last episode I had recently, um, I didn't, not fully cut up. So whatever the one is now, but the last, last one um, from two weeks ago, that one. Fantastic. Fantastic. Alex that, watched it too. That was too, the. So. Yeah, I, I think most I, I had to because I know you asked. Um, I got antsy, my fancy, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil too too much if the ones like listen to it just yet. We'll do a Mandalorian, not Mandalorian thing. We'll do like a Boba Fett thing afterwards. Like once it's all said and done, we'll call it a little spoiler cast if we want, and wait for Christian to fucking watch it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I did a. Uh, I did have one cool thing. I think I can spoil because it's nothing in like actual canon. Uh, no one's gonna know what it fucking means. It doesn't really mean too much to me right now, other than it's a new location. So this location pops up, and I didn't want to spoil Alex on it, but I knew Christian didn't give a shit. I'm like, Christian, you have to see it specifically. Star Wars has a halo in it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, They do have a halo in they it. They have a halo in it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, It's I, very cool. I was trying halo. to think about like what the implications one. of that could actually be. Well, like, what The Star Wars mean? universe doesn't want Master Chief to show up because he'll beat everybody. He's unbeatable. <laughs> well, I don't think it's an actual uh, halo, um, halo as far as like something that's destructive. Unbeatable. Um, it's just it's just a space station in the shape of a halo, um, but I think they cut off like a certain part of the end, and that's like where they let the sun come through. So that way, there's an area that can have night. So oh, I think the thing rotates, so that way different areas have different uh, times of day. I that's cool. Well, what you that think that is. was? That's actually very clever. Yeah, Preston, I, was I had wondering. not thought about like, that. Like, that's almost that's a, a good... full halo. It kind of reminded me of the Halo yeah. Infinite one because it's. Got a big chunk missing out of it. It's a good thing that you said that because Alex was probably about to go into a rant about how the having you a supposed to have the, the ring wouldn't even make any sense <laughs> and how okay. it would be ridiculous in reality and it wouldn't yeah, work yeah. like that. For sure. He's so much sass. <laughs> I know. He's we actually, you. we made this joke already when Preston had sent me this meme. We were talking about uh, Preston. I think Preston brought it up where he was saying something about how we had to figure out how we were going to talk about this because you would be all poo-pooey on it because it wouldn't be based in reality. <laughs> oh, you guys are ridiculous. I, You know I like these shows. Do you, though? Mm. I do. Yeah, stop. Yeah, stop. I, I, do, I do very much. <laughs> Rude. Rude. I yeah. thought the Halo was very cool. It's very cool, yes. Everything about that episode is very cool. We'll talk about it one day. Um, I, I had a taste of what's to come in the next episode. Buddy, I'm fucking ready. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to get myself a frozen burrito. I'm going to heat that fucker up. We're going to sit down in this chair. I'm going to watch me some fucking Boba Fett. It's going to be good. Hell ready. yeah, brother. Fucking ready, brother. Let's do it. Um, but other than that, no. Nothing else for me. I haven't watched much else. I haven't really done too much else. 
I can go. Uh, I mean, you have to go. You're the last one. I don't yeah, have to like, do anything, yeah. first of all. No, you're not you, my you dad to, or God or my boss, so <laughs> shout out to shout <laughs> out to Baker Boss. God God guns and Murica. No, do you remember the guy the uh, this is like, you know, in internet age, it's like a hundred years old now, but it's the the short dude that got all fucking crazy in a bagel store, uh, and he was like snapping out because he thought that some girl behind the counter made fun of him or something like that. And so then everybody in the store told him to shut up and chill out. And he was like, don't tell me to shut up. You can't tell me to shut up. You're not my dad. You're not God. And you're not my boss. So I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Oh, yep. The Holy Trinity of authority yeah. right there. <laughs> I, dude, those happen too much anymore. I can't I even keep them straight on which one's real. Yeah. No, this one was real. This one was for sure. Yeah. But oh, I'm sure it was to be real, real yeah. but like yeah. which one, which, which one it was. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So, uh, like I'll have to say that I, I've been playing some Pokemon. Um, it's good. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like I, there's a lot of like nitpicky things that I can talk about. Um, I won't do that here. Cause you know, this podcast could get to be six hours long with the amount of context I would have to provide. Uh, about past Pokemon games and all these things, but suffice it to, suffice it to say that after, uh, after like I would say Ruby and Sapphire, um, that generation uh, is when they just sort of started releasing the same game over and over again, uh, and like Precedent mentioned, they would just tack on a new gimmick each time, and those gimmicks would never make their way to the other games yeah. right so like uh for instance like in sun and uh sun and moon it was z moves or some shit i think that's what it was or maybe that was x and y i don't know one of those they <laughs> had move. yeah they had like a special move that you could only do uh with certain pokemon certain pokemon would get z moves and then they would be able to you know, do them, they'd be, like, crazy one-hit kill moves that you could sometimes get if you if they got charged up during the battle or whatever. And then those went away. Psh, gone. And then in... I would love to have those back. That would be dope. Yeah, well, too bad. And then in Sword and Shield... Uh, or, no, in uh, Ar- Arceus, they do Alpha Pokemon. So that's, like, a new thing that they've never had before. And then in Sword and Shield, they had Mega Evolutions, which was... Uh, or no, it's not Gigantamax. Mega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's guy Gigantamaxing. That's what was in Sun and Moon, which was uh, was Mega Evolutions. It was like, you know, if a Pokemon decided to be able to go Super Saiyan for a second, it would be like some some powered up version of themselves that would only last in that battle. Um, then they would have those, and then that went away if that game. And then you had Gigantamax in Sword and Shield, which was just as like. Yo, what if your Pokemon got to turn into Godzilla for like four turns? And it was like, okay, cool. I mean, that's pretty dope. Special it, well, moves. It, but the, so the problem is, is that what becomes is all these gimmicks come out and get dropped. They're dropped immediately. So there's no there's no point in getting attached or liking any of them because they're just gonna go away. And so then it's like it doesn't even make any sense to 
continue, you know, with that stuff. So either way, uh, this game doesn't seem to have any of those gimmicks um, outside of Alpha Pokemon, which is not, I mean, it's not that, you know, it, that, that's not that special. I, I'm torn on the Alpha Pokemon thing. Like, okay, it's cool. They're they're more aggressive and they're bigger, I guess. But like, <laughs> if you're if you're to capture an Alpha Pokemon, all those benefits it has, like out in the wild where it is more aggressive and stuff, yeah. are just gone. Now it's just a normal Pokemon. He's just that's not physically true. bigger. It, it, they're it stronger. Their stats are better. Okay. I mean, yeah. my my team right now is filled with nothing but Alpha, alpha Pokemon in one Pikachu. I'm trying to <laughs> evolve, but like. I just, well, I guess I haven't paid attention. It just feels like I don't get the benefit of them, like, their wild selves. When you tame them, they seem you do, to be less. No, you do get the benefit. They're bigger and they have better stats. Like, it's... They are bigger. They look cooler that way. They're yeah. Bigger. Yeah. I wish they kept the As a heads up, I'm not going to spoil to you how, but as a heads up, uh, your Pikachu will not evolve by levels. Does he not know? Cool. No, he doesn't. What is... What you are, don't know how Pikachu the, evolves? Let's just be one motherfucker. You know how it makes it evolve. Outside of the rude, The rude face. <laughs> the rude face. I do know I do know how it evolves, and I have okay. the stone to do it. I just hey, haven't done yeah, it. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very oh. much. Well, you um, said that you were trying to get it to evolve, and I was like, there's no try. You just press the button. Gotta find the... Stone. Yeah, no, I, I know. It's... It, I'm really bad about inventory management, so everything is not like nothing is in my satchel. Everything is in the in the case, and it seems like a lot of work to go to my case to get out the gym to yep. then evolve him. Work. Yeah. So uh, I have like a level sixty six Pikachu. Oh, you're doing it's else. that's the worst. He, it's such a bad is idea. Is he missing out on moves? Why? If he yes. Does that? Yeah. Yes, and and Raichu has a better stat spread for his level ups and you're just wasting the the poor stat spread on Pikachu. Yeah, also, I, I, do have really, like, I do have like three Raichus I could just be using and I'm it not. It also really reason, super so. doesn't matter because it's not like you are trying to mid-max your Pokémon team, so No, I'm not at yeah. all. I, um, I honestly I'm so far over-leveled because I just have like six alpha Pokémon I captured at yeah. like super high level, so for for the story Nothing matters. So that's that's me. the other thing. So that's where some like, so the biggest one of the biggest complaints that people have had about Pokemon for a long time is its difficulty in that it is always ridiculously simple. It's very very easy, and this game is sort of a step in that right direction because, uh, in the wild when you're out doing side quests, or you're just trying to catch things or stuff like that. It is very easy to get ganged up on, and you just die. It is. Like, your whole team will yeah, get wiped, or if an alpha sees you and doesn't move, it could instantly kill you and black your character out, uh, because your character can take damage in this one. So, like, that is a step in the right direction, <laughs> this, the, but the story is still incredibly easy. Like, there's, there's times where I've went and almost had my whole team wiped in a wild battle and then turned around and one shot at somebody in a story battle because <laughs> they just aren't, it's not even close to the same level. Um, no, my, mine are my best three are 78, 75 and 73. Yeah. And I think the story level I'm at are in their forties. Right. <laughs> right. Cause it's like, it's almost, they're like five zones and they do the typical video game thing of like five levels per zone. So even though the wild things running around could be 60 and 70, which they are when I captured them, 
the story mm-hmm. level is like 50. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Whatever you say, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they just, it's it's still lopsided there. Um, I mean, the other the only other thing that I can think of just off the top of my head is is performance and and things like that, which, you know, I think we had talked about, but it was just, the game is just not, it does not, it, it, it looks like a PS2 game in a lot of respects. Um, it really does. And uh, as somebody who is a giant fan of the PS2, I don't mean that as a, a dig, <laughs> but it is ridiculous when a company that's worth, you know, the billion dollars that Game Freak is or more that they just they don't try like they it just they just sort of i will say that this this game feels like it's made by a separate team that actually tried to do new things which i really appreciate because this is not this does not feel like uh your typical pokemon game which is why i've i even picked it up and started playing it because i was so burnt out on the other ones um but no it's great i'll have more to say uh, after I finish it, I'm like right in front of the final boss. I, I basically paused right in front of the final boss and then um, moved. I went back to playing Persona 5 Strikers because I was so close to beating that. Yeah. And now, as of this recording, I am also right in front of that final <laughs> boss. How's your levels looking? Good. Even. Good. Good, yeah. Good yeah. idea. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a solid I I'm a solid sixty right now across the board. Awesome. Yeah, you're yeah, you're good. Yeah. So uh How are you feeling about just the way you've progressed through that game? It seems like you've done it pretty quick, unless you've put a lot more time in it than we think you have. It's, I'm at thirty hours right now. Yeah. Okay. So there's side I don't stuff know. that's not like very intriguing to I, me, yeah. honestly. I, I'm doing the side stuff because I, I wanted to do the ones that you get I wanted to make sure to do the ones that you, for like your friends, like those oh, little missions, yeah. those side ones, because sure. those are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everything else, I agree with you, is boring. It's just like, go here, kill ten of these, and then come back and tell me that you did it. It's like, okay, I'll, yep, fun. Um, but so in general, I'm really liking it. Uh, it's fun. It is more Persona, which I'm never gonna turn down. Um, I think the weirdest thing about it is how much persona it is. Like they, they were able to put a lot of persona ness in this game and almost to its detriment, because I'm trying to think of a viewpoint of somebody who didn't play persona and just decided to pick this up because they thought it was a Muso game or it is a Muso game, but that, you know, that's what they were thinking this would make this would be complete nonsense to these people like (laughs) you're still using personas to fight it's just more of an active hack and slash kind of combat like these uh games are um but you still go to the velvet room and like Mm -hmm. make personas and do the whole execution system like that whole system is still there and there is and it's just they're just making new personas for for the bat, like the Muso battles, yeah, for your Joker, right. uh, for your moves. yeah, because yeah. you're because the persona, so like the you're you're fighting enemy personas. I won't spoil the story because it actually is kind of neat how they yeah. tie it all together. Um, but those battles play out just like they would in Persona Five. It's just active. So like, okay. I'm casting things that people are weak to to break down their shields so that I can do an all-out attack. 
and have everybody jump in and do a bunch of damage. On like, 20 pumpkin guys, yeah. Yeah, that whole system is there. <laughs> Except, yeah, instead of instead of one target this time around, it's 40 fucking <laughs> yeah. Jack Frost going hee-ho over and over again, yeah. and you it attack is. them all. and Yeah. It's very gratifying um, just getting a big swing on a whole bunch of those guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, like, if I was a new player and I just was like, oh, I'll pick up the next... Because, like, it, I'm thinking of somebody who picked up the Zelda one, right? Like, oh, had n- yeah. maybe never played, like, a Zelda game, but was like, I heard this Zelda Musou game is really good and I like these Musou games, so I'm going to pick this one up. Next big Musou. They pick it up and they like it and they're like, oh, this is cool. It's just the same game that I'm used to, but with Zelda characters. And then they would pick this one up and they'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> it makes it, it, it literally, it starts from second one, assuming that you rolled credits on Persona yep. 5. Like, well, it's, it's almost a sequel, yeah. It's a continuation. Yeah, but I just mean that there's no catch up. Like, there's nothing. Like, they yep. are just like, like, <laughs> welcome to Persona, everybody. Yes, like, that is literally like, welcome to Persona 5. Here's like, <laughs> you're here. Here's Ryuji. Here's everybody yapping at you. Like, you just don't. It's wild. Um, Do they tie it into five though? Oh yeah. no, that's why it's a direct sequel. It picks up the okay. second that five ends. So then you really do have to have some sort of prior knowledge. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what, yeah. like if you so like for instance like so for Persona fans, I feel like especially because it was it was either free last month or it's free now. I don't know. You have to look um, on on PS Plus. But it is it's like a must play. Like it's very good from the story perspective. Like it is. If you liked Persona Five, you have to go play it. It's it, yeah. it, it, at least, or at the very least, watch a you know watch an LP online somewhere. Sure. Um, but the story is like really really good so far, and it's like, and it's cool to see all these characters getting back together and doing those things. But it's just wild to me that they are that heavy handed with it because like this that is like aggressively anti new player. Like it's yeah. just like. Yeah. Like, there's no No onboarding it, whatsoever. There's yeah. no, like, oh, okay, so in this game, like, you know, here's what happened, and, like, the little text crawl, nothing. It is, like, you start the game, and uh, the main character is, like, on his way back to Tokyo to meet up with everybody, and every you're in your group chat talking about summer vacation and how excited you are to see everybody, and Morgana's in your bag yapping at you while you're on the train. Like, it is, like... Literally, the game ends and you are there. Yeah. And could you imagine, too? They're like, hey, you know, like, let's catch me. I'm a new player. I've never played this. Catch me up on the story. And they're like, yeah, so basically, you're a group of teens and the world started and to you lose killed God hope and gained yeah. despair. So it created this godlike evil being and this other multi-dimensional being captured you and told you that you could literally rip off your face to become another persona and you had to go through these other people that had their own personas and once you beat them you go fight that godlike character so yeah pretty much just basically you, you know same old same old in japan same old same old in japan you yeah. give actual free will to the entire world <laughs> And yeah. you're at one point, at one point, it rained blood, and you couldn't tell if they if people could see it or not see it. So you know, just 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 tips day, typical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, Another day walking around in Tokyo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing that I did uh, was that Preston forgot to mention. Oh damn! Yeah. Update. 
so we played some Guilty Gear, uh, but the reason that this is, uh, you know, a in reason person. to bring it up is, no, we didn't, because uh, Preston forgot that he brought his stick, and so we couldn't get in-person sets. I was very upset after he told me. Yeah, I'm like, damn um, it. Why would you even go? Why would you even go visit that frozen hellhole? Okay, wasn't to play first of all, I mean, how man. dare you? It's called a winter wonderland. And two, okay. no. So he brought it. He brought his stick too, but he forgot mm-hmm. that it was in the car. And so when There's he was leaving, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. We had a great time. Yeah. Uh, but so biking is out. Yes. And. Uh, Look, I'm just going to say this really quickly. Uh, I'm a Biken main now. I will never <laughs> switch. I am a true believer in the Church of Biken. Um, I have thrown away all other characters. Nagaryuki, Ramathal, Zata 1. I've crumbled them up and put them in the trash. I don't care anymore. Uh, Biken is so fucking sick. It is, she's so fun to play. Um, Alex, I think we sent you the trailer reveal for her. I don't know if you saw, but for everybody else, I'll describe who Biken is. But uh, a Biken is a one-armed samurai woman with an eye with a metal eye patch uh, that is constantly like smoking like the old like old style like wooden pipe. Um, she's very cool. She's very very cool. Uh, and in this game, so we press the night when she came out. We got some sets in. Um, and uh, trying to say the, the nicest first, way to say that he fucking wrecked me the entire time. Like, so, so I, so I literally was like, <laughs> he he was like, hey man, uh, before we before we play, I had I had not played at all. I was waiting for him to play Viking, yeah. so I, I was like, uh, he goes, I want to hop in the lab really quick and just like get my just test out some buttons really quick before we get in because my stick is still learning curve yeah and so i was like i'll do the same thing it's not easy um and i found the nastiest combo to link off of her bread and butter like just by think like i was like i'm just gonna try this and see if it'll work and it did it was right before we were getting ready so i did it and i went oh man and preston (laughs) goes yeah did you find something i was like i think i found something (laughs) um and so i what it is like you know i'll just quickly describe it like it's a it's her bread and butter is a very fast like three hit combo um and the final slash on it sort of pushes pushes characters away um because it's a heavier hit and so when it pushes her away uh or pushes them away it would make it so that i would not be able to do a follow-up tech but Biken has a move that you can input that throws a grapple out and pulls the character towards you um, once you do it. A la Scorpion from Mortal Kombat sort of thing. But it Kinda, stays on you. But it stays on you and they can't get away. And you can't get away either, but okay. you're you're linked. So what I ended up link, and then she has a second thing, which is uh, once she gets uh, one, it costs one bar of meter, but um, she has a uh, super that you can input that entails her reaching into her uh, her coat, like the sleeve, the sleeve that she has. Thank you, uh, where her arm is missing, and pulls out a giant cannon and then like shoots it uh, at the person and explodes. And it's very cool. So anyway, it does good damage. Um, so what I figured out I could do is bread and butter combo with the heavy ender into grapple 
which then pulls them back, which then I can then redo that same combo and so <laughs> do that same bread and butter ender, and it pushes them just far enough away that I have just enough time that to input that super, and she will then pull the cannon out, shoot it, and then that will do just enough uh, damage, and it will have taken enough time that it will break the grapple that I had set up, and then send the character flying the other way. Um, and it's like 65% damage brutal. when yeah. I can pull it off. Yeah. And I so, so, so as a whole, Preston was just having real fun time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a couple times. Um, the second set we played, it was the second or third set, I got a perfect... Um, and he goes, it was just, as soon as it finishes, (laughs) it shows her little ending sequence and it says perfect. And he goes, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Never want the perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then the next time we played, it was that set following that it looked like I was going to get another one and he hits me and I like, I just, you know, he had a good read and it hit me and he goes, yeah, you're not getting that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I didn't even say anything, but like, yeah. Um, mommy. But it was, dude, it was, so, we, it was just so much fun to get back in there. Yes. And then they, uh, have released a new combo mode. Yeah. You'll love um, this, Alex. Which is one of the coolest features I've ever seen in a fighting game, which is now the devs and the community can upload combos for a character and then you can download them in the training mode and it will give you two things it'll give you the direct button in, uh, inputs and what like the timing and when you need to hit them and it shows them all across the screen but also it lets you it shows a video of how it's supposed to look so that you can know so, sorry so are these combos different combos necessarily quote unquote that are intended or just like perfect things that people have found and strung together themselves or are they complicated things that okay so it it, there's like there's stuff that the devs have put in that are very clearly like hey this is what we believe to be like some nice entry combos for the character and things like that um and then there's stuff that like pros have put together have been like yo this is what i have found so far this is some of her nastiest cross-ups or this is some of you know blah blah blah, blah. And you could download those and then practice them and then add them to your repertoire like, it's it's awesome that's it's so cool um because for a lot of people I, myself included there's sometimes where i start a character or i mess around with it and like Preston and i both did this when uh when gold dick came out it's that whole thing uh uh when golos came out he and i tried him and we were both like this is cool but like i don't know what the fuck to do with this and to be fair there's plenty of pros that play him and do great but it's just like i don't fucking i i couldn't i can't even wrap my head around it no thanks but with a mode like this you can go oh okay (laughs) now i can figure it out because i know I can see what I'm supposed to press. I don't have to do the whole theory crafting of combos in my head. Um, And then the final update that I have is that I was just, I decided I sent these guys a video of it. Um, But I was sitting there. I had finished with Preston and cause he was uh, super tired that night. And so (laughs) catching them hands. Yeah, but no, but you were tired because you had gotten back from visiting and stuff. So you were sleepy. Um, 
So <laughs> you were sleepy. I put you to sleep. You you were just so sleepy. The next he, day. he was tired. He literally he was just like he's like, dude, I'm, I'm really fucking tired. Yeah, I was. Um, but so I was like, you know what? It's been a little bit since I went online and like had a player match on the tower. I was like, let me just. I'm real. I was like, I'm really feeling myself with biking. Like I, <laughs> I feel like I've got something here. So I either need to confirm it or I need somebody to check me right now. Like, let's, you know, let's see what happens. So I get online, walk up to the first available cabinet and sit. And then somebody comes up to me and I see they're they're also playing Biken, but uh, 30 levels higher than me. They're like a level 50 uh, character level, not not um, tower. Well, we're both on. They were it was on six. Um and so I was like, oh, okay, they've been playing biking for a minute. All right. Well, I was like, it's going to be time to see what will happen. <laughs> and uh, your boy dusted that person 2-1. So, yeah, or 3-1, I guess I should say. Um, did you did you move up a floor? No, 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 no. No, I didn't move okay. up a floor. Did it take um, 10 wins in a row to do that? I think something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, yep, yeah, so boy still got it. That's, so that's my character now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Bike is my character. Period. Yeah. I, that was she. It's she's. She fun. looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, she moves very quickly. She's very fucking fast. So my thing was obviously we know your boy does Potemkin. He's a big boy. He's got big hands. And he wants to get in. You know, punch you real close. I don't have a whole lot of range, right? So I'm like, yeah, put your fucking tether on me, dude, and I'll be right here in front of your fucking face. And uh, Bike moves so quickly that a lot of my moves are just not fast enough. I have to catch him off guard. There's a couple of them I kind of figured out um, that were better to start off with comboing yep. him, specifically Biken. Um, just because some of my bigger ones, it would just, I was pull back to swing kind of deal, and he's already chop, 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 like mid, like pullback. Yeah. It just wasn't doing it for me. And I'm, I don't want to put excuses. I'm not that guy, but I'm not the super fresh, like the bestest, like a uh, stick player in the world. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still learning my ways. I, literally that night, though, I was like, if we played a couple more matches and you pissed me off just a little bit more, not intentionally, <laughs> I would have straight here. Here come his true feelings too. He's like, I would have straight plugged that fucking controller matches. back in. <laughs> no, so that's the thing is that he's there's I this with the stick. You are like this close I to know. be like. That's why I'm just saying I, I have to keep committing to it, and I'll, I'll it'll it, just feel natural after a while. It's, because it's, I learned it with the controller. So. Before when you were using the controller. You were able to pull off the super all the time, but you could never pull off the like dash into uppercut setup. Like you would never be oh, able to yeah. get somebody into the air. But if you did, then you would be able to get the super off. Whereas in this with the stick, you get the uppercut off all the fucking time. You toss me in the air all the time. Yeah, it's much better. You just can never get the super out because I'm not um, used to doing it. Yeah, yeah. But I. That's what I'm saying. Once you can get the super out. You're gonna be Potemkin bustering all over the place. That's such a fun one too. It looks beautiful. Yeah, takes you all the way up into the sky with his, like person on his back. Yeah. Potemkin buster and it comes all the way back down and it crushes. Yeah, does the jets on the back thing. of it? Fucking crazy, awesome. Cool. It's very cool. But yeah, so that's that's it, man. That's my week. Okay, well, don't go far. 
because you're. Uh, I'm gone. I know we wanted to talk about <laughs> Done. a couple. I know we want to talk about something and something I mentioned. And you had a topic, so I'll pass it over to you unless you kind of lead yeah, this man, discussion. I just this want week. to talk about this. So this, it's been happening more and more, but there's been a bigger discussion about what it kind of means, and I just sort of wanted to talk about it here. So after the Microsoft acquisition, this is not even the first acquisition that really happened, right? Like there was. Um, Microsoft had actually bought Bethesda a little while mm-hmm. ago, and then Take Two ended up buying Zynga, which was like at that time was the biggest acquisition that had happened in the industry. Yeah. Um, and then Microsoft just, you know, obviously we did the whole podcast on them doing Activision Blizzard. Um, and then uh, Sony uh, just bought Bungie, um, mm-hmm. which is. Which was my absolute fear in what we talked about. I thought they would panic by somebody and I'm sure this was in the in the yeah, works. It was. Long before it but it was. But yeah. so, so but let me ask you a question, right? So people are like, oh this is in the works far beyond the Microsoft thing. And that may be true, but we work in the industry enough to know that when one company talks about a product or there's rumors about a product, other companies oftentimes release something similar very quickly. Sure. Right? Is there a possibility that there were rumors of said acquisition long ago and Sony jumped on that opportunity? The only, the only reason I say no is because everybody that was like an industry insider at this time or at, at now, everybody had said that this the the Microsoft and Activision deal was talked about and happened over Christmas break. Mm-hmm. They said that it was it was not up for dis- like the discussion started and ended Christmas break like it was like that's why that's why the deal is so far out like that's why it won't close until 2023 is because it happened then and nope like that's it was the only way for it to not leak out and and because you're right people would have heard about this coming mm-hmm. forever My, ago yeah. um but. Yeah, so I, I in this particular case, no, I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't think, I will say that I think that whatever acquisitions come down for the line, which we'll just, I'll say right now, uh, so, uh, Sony CEO Jim Ryan, uh, basically, it, it was a threat to everybody else that was like, uh, you should expect a lot more from us in regards to acquisitions because we're, we're buying. Uh, no, that guy, I just feel that tone in his voice too. Way he looks at yeah. you, yeah, yeah. We're I, so we're so serious. We're gonna start off with a game that doesn't even know what it is itself. Yeah, and I mean I, that's the Halo a guys. whole other thing. Here's the thing, man. So, uh, I mean, not this isn't really the topic, but I it'll sort of go into it. I the more and more that it looks like, I think that the Sony buy of Bungie was a smart move. If 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 what it seems like they're going for is what they were actually going for, I just think that it was ill-timed as far as its announcement because yeah. um, it makes everybody look like it was vindictive, and if that's the case, then it was a bad move. But um, I, I think personally... So for those who don't know, Bungie is the makers of... They made Halo. They were... Uh, you know, Honestly, they were one of the devs that... Uh, quite honestly put Microsoft on the map as far as uh, being in the gaming industry Mm -hmm. is concerned. Um, And then after they were done making the Halo games, uh, they split off from Microsoft. They essentially bought their independence. 
um, and then made Destiny and Destiny 2 and all the little add-ons that came with those, and then went with, uh, got bought up by Activision Blizzard, and then uh, somewhere, it was like maybe a year and a half, two years of that partnership, they broke off again and became independent, and now they are owned by Sony. Um, what it seems like, though, is that it's actually more of a partnership. So uh, according to the, the parts of the deal, um, they are a subsidiary of Sony, but they have kept all of their IP and future IP uh, rights. So Sony does not own anything that they do or are going to do. What Did they essentially structure the same deal they had with Activision? That's what it looks like. Um and the only difference is that the money that they make now funnels up to Daddy Sony. So I think it's two things. I think one, I think Sony is obviously trying to get into a multi-platform situation with some of their games. Like they've been releasing stuff slowly on PC and it's been hit or miss. Uh, the God of War port, by all reports, is immaculate. It is yeah. one of the best ports that they've ever done. It's On the amazing. flip side of that, the Horizon port they did was a trash fire and barely worked and needed a lot of work to get where it was. So it's clearly, out of the just the small sample size we have from them, it's hit or miss. It does not, it doesn't go well. So I think with Bungie having a very good track record of making a their game, especially Destiny 2, on every single platform, including fucking Stadia of all places, and having it be a, I don't want to say good, but uh, have it be a similar, have it be the same experience across all platforms is actually a technical feat. Like, that is a good, that's a good thing. Like, yeah. if, like, when we were all when when Destiny was on Game Pass and I was playing the PC version, Alex was playing on the Series S and Preston was playing on an Xbox One. All three of us had the same exact experience with Destiny. There was no and but that's that is actually very impressive. Like to do that across those different hardware SKUs, right? Um, so I think it's that, and I think it's also a money thing. I think that there's you can definitely look and see that. Not that Sony's hurting for money at all, but they don't have a lot of games in their arsenal that are continued money makers. And regardless of however we feel about Destiny, the game makes money. Yeah. Like, I think a uh, friend of the show that was our Destiny chauffeur, I won't say his name because I don't want to, you know, I don't know how he feels about it, but... Uh, don't want to dox him. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to dox him, but uh, I think the last time that we he and I talked, he was saying that the new expansion which queen is already over a million pre-orders mm -hmm. um which is Dude, like it, it i can tell you hands down if it wasn't for this halo game that was out right now i would 100 percent pre-order that witch queen because i love taking king that much I, look so there's that's so that's what i'm saying right so like the game is there and you know um so i think i think that's what it is i think it's very like sony does not have something that is constantly just always being able to be counted on as bringing them money. And I think that the online store and the things that destiny has going for it as it is a service game, um, will, it fits that need for them. Um, and they're able to it's, lean was, on, they're able to lean on Bungie for their experience 
in those multi-platform situations. So I think it's I, if that's the move they're going for, I think it's a good move. I just think that because my initial reaction was I think this is a bad purchase. Like I was like I don't I I, I honestly don't know what you're doing. Like, um, but as I saw more reporting about some of the internals of the deal. I was like, well, if this is what they're going for, like under this lens, this actually is a good idea. Um, and I mean, also, what the fuck do I know? I'm I don't run a billion dollar company, but like, I just mean from the outside looking in as as one of the three best consultants in the industry. Um, I think, you know, from that lens, I was like, okay, this actually does make sense. It's just weird timing because it's going to get quote unquote like bad press around the deal. But at the same time, I'm sure Sony doesn't. Yeah, whatever. It, it 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 is a great purchase for them, and it was incredibly opportunistic for what you just said. And I mean, look if you're if you're thinking about launching your online service to compete with Game Pass, Sony's biggest problem, which we've talked about for a long time, is Sony has nothing marquee to draw you to that service unless you only have a PlayStation, right? Like if you're multi-platform, yep. there's nothing that they have that competes with Game Pass. So this is with a with uh, with this acquisition, it's a great opportunity for them to have a stronghold to say yeah microsoft you got bethesda and you have blizzard but we have something too now the scary thing is when you come out on stage and you say and we talked about this last week so we're not going to go too far into this again but when you come out and say our wallets are open who wants to fall under the money tree like there's a lot of great companies out there that don't have the ability to structure deals the way, the way the so Bungie has. I don't know. I say I don't know who's writing Bungie's contracts, but to do that with Activision when Activision was still as big as they are back then to, to structure if your not deal more and so. have Sony, yeah. if yeah, and then to have Sony structure the deal in the same way where you keep rights to your IP, like that's amazing. But that's something that some of these other companies, I don't know, Konami and like, there's very few that would be able to do it. Capcom might. Square Enix could, but maybe. there's very few companies, maybe, but there's very few companies that are that big. So, so if they fall under that umbrella, what does that look like? That's actually, so that's, that's bad. so that is the topic, right? So that's what I wanted to talk about is what, what I think people should be would because the other, the other acquisition that I had forgotten about that I wanted to talk about was that, uh, not to date this thing, but, or not to date this show, but, um, or date it even more than we already have. But Wordle just got bought by the New York Times as well, which for those who don't know, Wordle is like a, uh, a just a fun little internet game that has sort of taken the world by storm, much like every other internet fad does, like the fucking, if you guys remember the blue and gold dress thing that happened forever ago on social media, that people, Wordle was much the same way. Um, where it, you know, hey man, I, I've done that once. I got it in three tries. Not impressed. Christian plays it every day. Whatever, it's fine. I, yeah, I use it as like a little morning <laughs> brain you. thing. I just wake up and I'm like, oh, I'll try to figure this out, and it sort of wakes me up. And it's very simple. It's not like you're out. I'm not out here. Anyway, it's it's a very simple <laughs> thing that is not meant to be whatever. And I think you were wanting it to be, but anyway, it was a free tool. It was a free game that was like just a fun thing to do for people and New York Times saw I guess how many people were going to that website and said well what if we could get them to come to our website and so they bought it and everybody was just like fuck you like yeah. 
now I'm just not going to play, and you ruined this for me. And so well, what because it, New York Times requires a ten dollars subscription, right? And so then like, I guess the guy came out and was <laughs> like, "Hey, I've structured this deal, and so like in a way that." means that like your progress is going to track over all these different things but also it's still going to be free they won't charge you to play work <clears throat> hey hey man i structured this deal in the way that i'm allowed just to make another app exactly the same so just come play dirtle that yeah, will also be yeah. Free every day but you know forward. and the thing is it's like okay well that's cool if that's the case but also i still don't want to go to the new york times because it still feels like they won in that regard and i don't want to make them feel like they win because whatever it's dirty it is, and so that's they probably they probably also fired their crossword so, dude. Yeah, I'm because sure. Of it. They're like, this is way so, easier every day. Yeah, we don't even have to come up with a prompt. You just have to guess random letters and then yeah. try to figure it out. Um, but so the the point of the topic though is what I think is has been being talked about a lot is like, okay, cool, these things are happening, but what? What does this consolidation of the industry mean, and what what can it mean going forward? Because, you know, uh, short term, people get worried about exclusives, right? Microsoft bought Activision and Blizzard, and they were like, everybody was like, oh, dude, if if they make these games exclusive, I'm gonna be so fucking mad, you know, blah 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 blah, and it's like, while sure, short term, like that's a I could see that being a worry, but what you really need to be worried about is quality. consolidation. Well, equal, so that was what I was going to get into is, uh, you know, all the, the, you know, do you guys also think that the consolidation is bad or are you actually, do you welcome your new no, two, I'm, I'm two gaming overlords? Like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll t- <laughs> I'm terrified and I'll tell you why I'm terrified because it is a quality thing when when you don't have the competition and everybody's locked in now to a single ecosystem where one maker makes games for one thing and another maker makes the console and the games for the other. There's no incentive to and we've talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? With innovation and other stuff in video games, and we talked about it with PC specifically. But if you own everything, there's no incentive to be innovative and get better. Everything becomes cookie cutter money print, right? Yep. And everybody's talking about how like oh. You know, like Microsoft and Sony, they're going to own everything and they're going to be the biggest. No, you're wrong. Like fucking Tencent and NetEase are going to own everything because they make way more money. And then what are you going to do? Do you really want do you really want the People's Republic of China to produce every game you have? And now everything's a gotcha game like that's And, and, and then and then at that point. It's it's too late for you to go somewhere else. Like you're like, well, fine. I just I'll play indie games. It's like too bad. This consolidation killed all those. Nobody. Yeah, and, and, and I know I say that in jest partly, but the other part I don't like. What what people don't realize is that NetEase and Tencent are truly two of the biggest gaming companies, and not even gaming, multimedia companies in the world. Like they have the money and they have the ability to to just buy that stuff. Um, yep. Here's here's a great like they made Tencent made almost 30 billion um just you know last year the a couple of games they have a couple of acquisitions and like they're off and running and then we know that NetEase has some not big acquisitions of game companies but big acquisitions of developers right like the head of uh Sega who like leads Judgment and who leads Yakuza and like he is going indie and making games for NetEase specifically yep so it's just 
it's scary across the board. Microsoft's not going to go anywhere, and Sony's not going to go anywhere, so you're not going to have a two-party system. But realistically, you could have a four-party system. And when you look at, like, where are these things going to fall? Like, where is Rockstar going to fall? Maybe on the Microsoft side. Where is uh, Square going to fall? Probably on the PlayStation side. Well, so that's the thing is that Rockstar is technically under Take-Two, right? Which is like... Oh, good point. And so, but if you, so if somebody goes and, like, Take-Two already bought Zynga, and they're looking like they're trying to stay independent. But if somebody buys Take-Two, now you have another giant publisher that also has studios under its wing ready to go right like that's and you know a thing that i wanted to bring up is before uh i handed it over to preston because i didn't want to lose it was alex you were talking about bungie's contract and how it was cool that they were able to do it but you didn't know about how other studios can hit that was actually a thing that i was going to say was like this could this kind of level of consolidation could kill the current level of innovation that we enjoy in this space like you know a game that Preston and I loved last year Chicory uh made by a very indie team I think it's like press out of it was like 15 people right yeah. I think yeah, something like that um but that kind of studio either gets absorbed immediately right in this new in that in that new scenario or it goes away like you can sit there and say like well just don't you know no i don't want to get bought out right now i want to stay independent it's like okay well then uh we're not interested in having your game on our platform we either want you or you can't be on you can't be on sony or you can't be on xbox and then it's like okay well, i guess i'll go to pc then and you can do that and your game could potentially do good it could you know whatever you're still playing the gamble of only being on one platform as an indie game at that time and like you were saying alex like these studios don't have the luxury of being able to be in a position of power where they can sort of argue for themselves. Right. And it could go very badly. And if that does, if that happens, then we'll see less and less games like that. And like, to your point, it becomes very cookie cutter. It becomes very like, I'm going to get the same games every year. And this is like, you know, it's bad. Like I, you know, it, well, and, and think of this, right? So you have Sony, you have Microsoft, you you have Take Two. Um, beyond that, you have uh, Nintendo, right? And then you have like the the Chinese companies. Tencent, you have yeah, yeah. Tencent and NetEase. Those are five companies. If you look at like the next five developers that, that are big developers, Electronic Arts. So you have EA, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Sega, and Konami. Or Bandai, one of the two. You could Bandai and Konami Bandai are about the same size. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So you have right like five big game companies. And Christian, I know you sit away for a second. So you have Microsoft, you have Sony, you have Take Two, Tencent, and NetEase. Five companies. The next big five studios: Ubisoft, Square, Sega, Bandai, um, Konami, and EA. Yep. All of those are smaller in market cap than that Bungie deal. So they could easily be bought up by one of these other companies. Yeah. So now all of a sudden. The top five biggest studios are under the top five biggest publishers, everybody with one, if it fell that way, right? That's a scary thing because, to your point, it's either going to be you're on our console or you're not, which you're going to see dominoes fall, but then you're going to have the one, the one company through it all that says we can do it on our own, Nintendo, who won't buy anybody, 
but also won't have anybody on their on their console anymore. So all the progress that things like Switch has made at having an amazing game catalog of third party games will all be gone, and it'll be back to the Nintendo of old, like yep, the Nintendo where, just, where it's yeah, just yeah. your first parties. Now, luckily for Preston, it may mean they have to pull some stuff out of the vault <laughs> yes. and like get, make some Star Fox games. But otherwise, like that's what it is. It's yeah. it's just. Nintendo so, first party and everybody else just breaks off in their own little in their own little groups. That's that's scary yeah. for quality. It's scary for experience. It's scary for playing with your friends. Now every household is expected to have every console, and I know a lot of people do now. But the future we see is only having a well, to be honest, I don't, console that lets me that, play everywhere. I, I don't think that many people do still, man. Not to mention that these these consoles are hard to get. But like, if you see online, there's tons of people that just like. I go where my friends are at, and that's the con. Like yeah. I, I hang out with my friends the night before consoles release, and I say, "Where are we going? Are we playing on PlayStation or are we playing on Xbox?" And then we've if everybody, done that. I, we've done yes. I mean, like it was, you know, this year, it was we were all in a different position in which we. It was it was less of where are we gonna go and it was more of where are we gonna go first, yeah. right? Um, but still, but still, like I mean, like straight up, you know, like we've talked about, like I've been leaning more Xbox recently, like that's just been the case. Like I have been a fan of where that stuff has been going, um, and so like you know, certain games like that, that's just where I'm going to want to go unless it's very at it like you guys are like no i don't want to play it there you know what i'm saying <laughs> um but yeah i don't know so anyway so preston i mean where are you at? like where are you at this stuff are you do you welcome the new corporate overlords are you giving it the side eye what's going on i mean you guys gotta look at it <clears throat> at a certain slight angle it's corporations uh consolidating it's not you don't want to see it in mass um and it's just there's been so many recent ones um, big ones that happen that I can see why people would be scared. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm not scared. I nothing really changes too too much for me. Like the way they're dealing with these consolidations, we'll see more when Bethesda gets a little more further down their production of when those big deals will actually happen more. Because I think was it Starfield was uh, going to be an Xbox exclusive. It sounds like everything. Elder Scrolls Elder is going to be an Xbox 6. exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Phil, Phil basically came games. out. Phil basically came out and said that every everything that is yeah. was hasn't hadn't had its like full announcement yet is going to to be an exclusive moving forward. So he literally said it as don't freak out. We're still going to have games on both platforms. And a week later came out and said, everything that's announced will be on both. Everything after that, you can go fuck yourself. Well, so he said that he said his, his thing was, and this is what I sort of talked about the other week, but here I'll, you know, we can keep, I'll, I'll circle back to this. It's go ahead, Preston. Uh, But yeah, it's just, I don't, I'm not afraid. Um, I mean, it's the way that some of these companies like, we're talking about PlayStation when they bought Bungie, still letting Bungie do their own thing. Uh, Bungie to them is like cool. We got some, they got some upfront money, a lot of it, uh, to kind of help like boost Destiny um, on top of everything. And uh, it's just bigger fish gets the smaller fish, but that smaller fish gets to live in the mouth and get all the good food and extra leftovers and shit like that. Like it's, it's, it's they're not dead. They're not dying. Um, no one has chomped on them yet, but uh, yeah, it's. 
I feel that it's a, just a more of like a ecosystem and I, I understand it. I get why they're doing yeah. it, but they have, it's, they're getting few and few of those exclusives here and there outside of, I guess, PlayStation Nintendo, but especially Xbox we've seen to where it's just, we're getting a whole lot of like big name exclusives, something that we would bring you to the console itself. Like I have to get it because of the halo, um, but we weren't getting it very often. Um, that's why I fell off Nintendo. I didn't get the Wii U uh, because I just wasn't getting those exclusives often enough to like warrant me yep. to have this entire console um, every year sitting on my shelf collecting dust because I usually play everything on one system already. Like like you guys said, like Christian said, like he's gravitating towards the Xbox more. When we find a multi-platform game, um, multi-console game, if it's on Xbox, we'll all probably be on the Xbox or a PC version of that that talks well with Xbox. <coughs> But then we'll have those exclusives. It's just been kind of nice because instead of Halo, there hasn't been a whole lot of multiplayer exclusives uh, yeah. for PlayStation um, and Nintendo. I mean, no one plays multiplayer games online with Nintendo except for Splatoon fans. So um, those, those poor, poor people. <clears throat> yeah, I mean they they're loving it. That's just you know good good for them. Uh, but yeah, no. To me, it's just. It I, I hope it's good for all of those streamers out there. I yeah, hope they make a billion sure. dollars off for of, sure off of Splatoon two. And uh, <clears throat> as far as like, the indie development side, I mean, there's there's plenty of those companies out there that don't care to be bought. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't have to be forced to. Like, they, the, Sony's not going to shove mine down their throat. Like, you're going to take this and we're going to own you. Uh, take, for example, the uh, that game company. They had, what was it, three or four games for contracting for. Yeah, they did a contract. So it was Flow, yep. Flower, Journey, and Sound. I forget what the other one was. But those were the games that they were supposed to make, and those for exclusively for PlayStation. And then they're free to go do whatever they want. They weren't owned by PlayStation, but they're under contract to yep. do work for them. Uh, and I was listening to another podcast recently, and uh, a gentleman named Austin Wintry he did the uh, the soundtrack for Journey. Uh, him and Vincent, I think his name is Demont, who did the soundtrack for Flower, they bounce back and forth on that game company's games as far as who composes it. Uh, but sure. they both work on the music. And he has said that every game that that game company has made has made more than the last one. So Flower made a lot more than Flow. Journey made more than Flower. Obviously very big games, but were exclusively on PlayStation. Uh, now their last game that they just made, I think it's come or has came or is coming to the consoles, um, but it was start off on the phones. Oh, Sky. Was, I think the Sky, yeah. Um, that is apparently doing gangbusters. I'm sure. Because they're not attached to PlayStation. They're on multiple platforms as far as what the phones can do. As far as everyone has one in their hand, a lot of people own them. Um, and they have that freedom to do so. Now they're coming to consoles and going to have fun with it there. And I think that some companies like that, they're not looking and not like worried, like, you know, a little, little mouse in the field with an owl trying to find it. Like it's, they're like, no, we're doing fine here. We're making good money. Like, don't be wrong. They would love a giant check from PlayStation, but they also enjoy their freedom and they keep it that way because they like the games they make and they do a good job at it. I, I think that's an interesting point of view. I do think that's an interesting point of view. And I think that that's a good point. There are a lot of indie makers that have left other companies to now have their own studio and do their own thing. And I appreciate that. But what worries me is if, if these big companies start buying up everybody, well, then those smaller companies lose the power to do that, right? Because they're not going to give the money out to these smaller indie studios to make exclusives when their library of first party publishers are so big. 
um, without putting some pressure on them to sign longer term contracts or even to do yeah. like partnerships, if not full blown acquisitions. So what worries me is the company right now they have the ability to say like, hey, we'll make exclusives, but we're staying independent. When people start getting bought up, are they still going to have that freedom to say that? And that's a little worrisome. And it also goes beyond that, too. I think it even goes to the devs. I mean, there's a lot of devs that leave companies to go to those indie companies that because they love the freedom and they don't like the crunch and all of that. Or they leave and make their own company. But, like, right, a lot of Blizzard, their own company. But, a lot of old Blizzard guys just went off and made their own, like, fuck yeah. it. We're going to make yeah. our own company, make a game but, we want. That's what we're going to do now. But what happens when all the best jobs are at these four or five companies, right? Then as an independent dev, you lose, even even a contracted dev, you lose a lot of freedom. You lose a lot of, uh, a lot of momentum that they've been gaining in the industry recently because then people are going to look and say, okay, where are you going to go? Right? There's three other companies you can go to that all now have massive work pools. Like, where are you going to go? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Is like, so a bit from Preston, it sounds like you were saying like, you you're giving this you're giving this stuff the side eye, but you're not necessarily ready to hit the panic button yet. No, I'm not panicking yet. Not yet. Yeah, I think there's plenty of companies out there like Square that are like, we're fine. I do think so. I, well, so here I think Square is gonna be the next one to get bought. That's just my. Really? I, I do too. I think I think they're I, next. To I fall. do agree with you though that I think a, oh, it, it's either that or Konami. But I think that you don't. If you're smart, I don't think you buy Konami. I think you just buy their IP and say, leave me alone forever and don't talk to me again. Um, yeah. Go do your, you know, health insurance clubs in Japan. Um, but I, I think to your point, I, I think there are a lot of third party publishers that are in strong positions now to be like, you know, we don't need it We're cool. to yeah. be, you know, and I, and I think I think Activision Blizzard would still be in that position if that scandal wouldn't have happened, obviously. Yeah. Um but I do, I, I do see, I, I do foresee a future like what Alex is talking about, where if if this consolidation is left unchecked, if it continues to go this way, because you know Sony was very clear, Jim Ryan was like, you need to expect more from us in in terms of acquisitions. Like we are going to yeah. buy some fucking. They're people. not done yet. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, then it's like, okay, well, you start looking around, and there's not that many left to buy. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, there's some fun. Ones I think there's that you three. Could get. There is, but I think there, I think there's three. I think there's Square, there's Konami, and Capcom. Two of those, they are what they are. I think Square and Konami could fall pretty easily. If Capcom goes, that's actually worrisome. It is. Me. I agree with you because Capcom is not in a position in which they need a check from anybody. Yeah, they make no. gangbusters money yeah. right now. Resident Evil is the best it's ever been. Top of the Monster Hunter is the best it's ever been. People Devil May Cry, the, best, Devil May Cry <laughs> best it's ever been with uh, this most recent Street Fighter update. People actually fucking like Street Fighter Five again and are excited about Street Fighter Six on the horizon. And if they nail Street Fighter Six, that is like literally <laughs> the holy Capcom four or five yeah, of right. of fran- like their franchises Being done well all at once. firing on all yeah. cylinders. Like there's no and I think reason they've been nominated for Game of the Year. For three straight, they've had a game nominated for game of yes. year, like two or three yeah. straight years, and so that's and, you know, you know, so that's sort of it's like there's just no if, if they get bought up, that's when I would start to be like, okay, yep, you Agreed. know, this is a bad, but it's too much because yeah. because I could see I can foresee that that thing that we're talking about, um, where you know there very well could be a position which in you know 
of that game company style game and you know they go to pitch it and they pitch it to microsoft or they pitch it to sony and then both of them say well uh we are interested in this game but we want to own it and so we'll we'll pay you for it so we'll either you can make the exclusive um and it'll only be on our platform and you won't own it you can never do anything this again without us or we can just buy you and you can just be done that way and if you are somebody who is like no i want to own my thing and i want to control how it lives and breathes and all these other things if they tell you to get fucked then you you either get fucked or you go to steam maybe right and and try to self-publish on pc um but if you were in a position to self-publish you wouldn't be looking for that kind of deal in the first place it, or look at this. What if they sell you the all the goods and they're like, "Hey, this you can keep it, and we're gonna acquire you, and this is what's gonna be," and you turn into a, a Titanfall two, where they lied to you, and the director's coming out going, "And since you're gonna I don't have to die, what this game is, yeah, right." Mm-hmm. And and they're they, and they're like, and, and, and then, you know, then yeah. So for those who don't know, there's the interview that Alex is referencing where. Uh, the greatest interview of all time. It is. It, so Vince Sampella, the guy who was the head of the Call of Duty franchise for a really long time, uh, started his own studio um, and uh, started up with uh, Titanfall 1, which was an awesome, awesome proof of concept, basically. Uh, and then Titanfall 2 came out, and it was a banger. The game is phenomenal. Fucking amazing. Um, but EA bought him up and set that release date right next to Battlefield. Yep, and effectively killing that game because people are not going to go out if you know for the type of people that go out and buy one or two games a year, they are not going to go and spend their money on a Titanfall game that they've never heard of, as opposed to Battlefield, this franchise that they know is going to be whatever it is. And there was an interview in which an interviewer straight up asked Vince how he felt about it, and it was just unfortunate that for this EA employee that there was an EA rep right there with him. (laughs) And so he goes to take over the question and says something to the effect of like, you know, uh, contrary to popular belief, we were not, you know, trying to get these games to compete or anything like that. Um, And we're, you know, committed to the long life in supporting Titanfall two and, (laughs) and these devs, and you know for however long that is and vince sampella looks at the interviewer looks at the camera and says whatever the fuck that means <laughs> right in front of his new boss yep. so yeah it is one of the greatest interviews of all time uh go read it uh it's hilarious um but because he was lied to i mean they get mm-hmm. they promised him but the world, so there's that, i mean and, and, and you know like ea is known for taking in studios and then killing them. I mean, Still right rot. before they bought Respawn, who is the, the Titanfall devs, um, they had EA Redwood Shores, who did all of the the Dead Space games. And, like, the blood was still not even off the walls of the room they shoved Respawn in. Like, they were still wiping off Visceral's name. Yeah. Like, the splatter across the wall before they should like oh don't look don't worry behind the curtain like don't worry about that name just get in there respawn don't worry <laughs> about it like that was a coming they killed and then they turn around later and, and after a bunch of those devs leave and start their own studio and start a new survival horror franchise called the calypso protocol it looks great 
Um, EA decides to turn around and greenlight a Dead Space reboot and go, look, hey, hey man, look, we're, re- we're remaking the first game. We're rebooting it. It's going to be, you know, the Dead Space you love is going to be back, but it's going to be new. Um, so there you go. And tried to buy all this goodwill, and everybody was just like, you're fucking monsters. This is disgusting. Like, you killed this studio. Like, but that that level of don't give a fuckness from EA will only extrapolate further to these companies yep. if if they're able to continue to own. EA feels like it can do that because of the vice grip that it has on its corner of those games. Like, there are certain games and franchises that you cannot, you can only go to EA for. You don't have an option. FIFA. Like, right? for like instance, the, when it comes to sports world. Star Wars. Yeah. They're making the next three Star Wars games? They're, they, they're, they're in development I, right if, now. My, if memory serves correctly, they still have that exclusivity deal. And yep, Respawn is making the next three. Right. They got the new Jedi Order game coming out. They have that yep. one. They're making a shooter, and they're making another game. So there you go. I mean, the, 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 so Preston and Alex, both as huge Star Wars fans, like, if you wanted to play Star Wars stuff... You have to go to EA. You do not have an option, right? And mm-hmm. that's that's sort of what I'm getting. Like I think that those that level of that will only go exponential. That will only grow exponentially as more and more of the industry becomes consolidated. Which is why I think it's a not great thing. But I think we're gonna. S- go. Well, go I was gonna s- just because I know the, what I wanted to touch on is because I know we said we would circle back to this a little bit, which is I know that people's immediate fear is exclusives like i'm gonna be so sad if this game that i like you know everybody was very mad about phil spencer when the whole bethesda thing became exclusive and they're like well now i won't be able to play elder scrolls on playstation this is bullshit like that's that right. is the least of your problems and the reason that it but and i had and you know what i wanted to touch on is i had said this the last show when we were talking about the uh blizzard and activision acquisition which was Microsoft, no, they are never going to make multi-platform games that make a bunch of money on those platforms through microtransactions or whatever or services. They are never going to make those exclusive. It's just not going to happen because they make too much money. But when you look at Bethesda's catalog, they make mostly single-player narrative-driven games, RPGs for the most part. That's what they make. Outside of Doom, and even in the case of Doom, there's no store, there's nothing to buy, it's just a shooter, right? Made by id. That's it. But it's a story-based shooter um, that has a horrible multiplayer mode in it. And uh, with these studios, so when Phil came out later in in the next interview and said, look, I said that I was going to evaluate their catalog and see if I thought that multi-platform was the best choice for these games, or if I thought they truly would benefit from being on an Xbox console, and I evaluated it, and I truly believe that Xbox is the best place to play these games. And he's not wrong, because there's, you know, those games don't gain anything by being on PlayStation. The only thing they gain is extra sales from people who only have a PlayStation, right? But those, like, 
there's no benefit to Microsoft by having those games on that platform. The only, the only thing they get is when somebody would turn on the next Doom, it, it will say Microsoft Studios, right, on the logo. And so, but Sony doesn't care about that because the profit of the game went to them. Because you, the, you bought the software on their store, it, most of the money went to them, they don't care. <clears throat> Whereas in a multi-platform situation, like a Fortnite or whatever, when those microtransactions come through, Microsoft is getting a cut of every single microtransaction that comes through, which is why I was bringing that up with the Destiny thing, is because that's why I think Sony went that way. Yep. Uh, um, but I, I know that it, it seems like that is the easiest thing to get riled up about. Uh, um, but based on this kind of like I'm just you know when we were talking about this, it's like that's I think that's the least of people's problems, right? Like, you know, you'll be fine if you own a PlayStation and can't play Elder Scrolls Six. Like, you know, your world doesn't end. You can either just you can a if you have the disposable income for it, you can go get an Xbox, or b you could sign up for a Microsoft account and play it on XCloud if you really wanted to, right? Like there's that, you, you have that option with their service. Uh, um, but there's, I think there's far greater risk from what we're talking about. And that's sort of why I wanted to talk about it and sort of like see where you guys were sitting on it. Cause I think that that there is far greater risk in sort of letting, <clears throat> excuse me, ugh letting this consolidation continue like if if it goes much farther than this you know what i mean i think so i think there could be a couple things we see and, and we've mentioned one of them right which is just like if we end up with a few studios that buy everybody else we know what that can lead to that can lead to terrible quality in cookie cutter games and lack yeah. of innovation and all of that but let's go the other route one there is a way that some of these companies could keep their independence and stay a multi multi-platform and it is equally as bad for gamers in general. And that would be if everybody, and, and this isn't anything new, it's something that's been going on for a while. Look at Microsoft and game pass with EA and their partnerships, right? Like some of these publishing companies have their own subscription services that tie into other services. Oh, you, so, yeah, was so Game Pass tying into EA Play or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. So one way that some of these publishers can keep their independence from being bought is coming up with their own subscription services, and then they will just force you, if you want to play their backlog of games and their, and their catalog of games, and they want to truly stay independent, well, that's fine. Now you have Xbox and Game Pass, or now you have Sony and Sony Pass, whatever stupid name they're going to name it, because you have to. And then you're going to have these other subscriptions on top of it if you want to play these games. That's equally as bad. I mean, if you look at what we have, we, people already complain. You have Hulu, you have Netflix, you have YouTube, you have um, every other subscription on the planet right now. Well, I also don't need three different subscriptions, you know, on my console or, yeah. or to play video games. And that that is another option that this route could go with all these acquisitions that is equally as bad for the industry. I think that to me is like the TV right now. TV shows are doing that. You got your Paramounts, you got yeah. Showtime that if you, don't, if you have Amazon Prime, you could add your Showtime to it and you have all your Showtime mm -hmm. shows on your Amazon Prime account. It's just, 
that is already being shown um, as far as the TV world is concerned. And yeah. I could see, easily see that happening. But again, you're missing out on a lot of smaller ones. Like, for example, there's no, there's no uh, Cartoon Network subscription. Uh, you do still have to pay. They have some, most of their shows that go on their website for sure. Um, but you do still have to pay a, co- a, a comic book, a um, cable company subscription to yep. be able to get day in day one. Like if I wanted to watch primal. Oh, it was a great show. Uh, I got to see season one, but if I wanted season two, I had to be a TV show, a, a TV cable box subscriber. See it. Yeah. I think, yeah, it, I, I that's agree. Just more complication I, that we don't, I need just in think that, that industry. I I'm a little, I don't know. I think what will happen with that sort of remains to be seen because the only test case that we have for it is EA play. Like what I mean is, as in publishers going out and just making their own one outside of the big, you know, like hardware manufacturers. Uh, that's not true. You have Epic. Epic has one. Do they have a subscription service? They have a no. store. You know, they have a service. Yeah. They have their online store, but uh, okay. I don't know if they have a service. I think they have something like it. I think there is some Epic they, or something. Yeah, they have their, their Maybe. Own login yeah. service. I know that's they have their own person. login, their own their <laughs> storefront, but I didn't know. I know that they, they run deals on their games like they'll do sales all the time where you get like a free game every month buy it from the store yeah but that's not that's just by having an account you don't pay anything for that you just do <clears> that's that true. Yeah. Yeah. Might be sure that. you don't and, and technically i guess in in this Yet. world in, in the world we live in now like uh ubisoft has their ubisoft unity which is just a storefront for them to buy stuff but that would be very easy yes it would be easy to turn it into to that. turn yeah. into a subscription but the reason that I say this, like, so EA Play was, like, a thing that pe- they, they made thinking that people were just going to be, like, begrudgingly or not going to pay for it, and they didn't. Get, people who play games were just like, no, if I want your game, I'll just buy it outright. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not subscribing to EA Play. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't care. Um, but is that because most of the stuff that EA puts out now people don't fucking care about? Or is it because people didn't feel like having another subscription service? Like, you know, whatever it is, I don't know. And it remains to be seen. I think what I think it's but, because you had option. You have options now. You do. And I but I think options that, go away. Yes, but so what I mean is I don't because I agree with that that is how the, the, the TV market looks now, like what you guys were talking about. And I don't want to see that happen, but I think that the only way that we'll have a test case for that is if we have somebody in this space provides a truly compelling product on their own, right? So, like, for instance, uh, and I just mean that in the publisher space, not because Game Pass is already there. Game Pass is, like, the service that people are basing things off of. It's the best value that anybody's ever had, much like when people were... it, 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 It is... There's a lot of parallels to be drawn between Game Pass and Netflix, when Netflix first came out because Netflix had so many shows available digitally and so many movies and all these things. And people were just like, I don't need cable anymore. And it saves me 90 bucks a month, which then extrapolates out to, you know, a huge amount of savings over the year. That's where game Pass is at right now for video games, like straight up, like it pays for itself so quickly and over and over and over and over again that you, it's ridiculous how good that deal is. But, if, for instance, like, I'm trying to think of a publisher, like, you know, let's just talk about it. I don't hope they do this, because it would be bad, but if Capcom did their own, right, 
like think about this outside of resident evil which you guys experience through me every other one every other capcom franchise that comes out are day one buys for this group like we've played every single one that mm-hmm. they've made like yep we followed them from console to console with monster hunter since world all the way to rise now uh anything that they've done like we're just like sure it's a capcom joint i'm in right and if they were to do something like that where a lot because then a lot of people like that capcom stuff has been selling like hotcakes and if you do something like that that's when i start to think like you could see people being like well i really like capcom games so i guess i'll pay for this too and then once once there's one more added to the pile that people actually want to to pay for that's when i think that we could be in for the the other shitty future of this what you were talking about alex which is like if somebody sees a second person having success in this space then it's all it the gloves are off everybody will go for it the problem is you're talking about proof of concept this would be the third iteration of that happening we've actually already seen it before um and there's a lot of parallels to be drawn in all sorts of media. So you start with music, right? When you had a lot of independent labels, yep. a lot of labels started getting bought up by two big companies between BGM and Sony. And all of a sudden so- Sony music gets purchased and, and BGM gets purchased. And now you're left with streaming services like Spotify, Spotify and um, Apple music. Right. And of course there are others in Tidal and Pandora and all these, but really you have two big ones. The same thing has happened later here in the in the TV streaming space, like Preston said, where you're left with a couple of big ones in Netflix and, and Hulu, Hulu, and you have other big companies that have their services, like HBO Max and whatnot, but they're not as big monetarily as Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Um, so the same thing has happened in that realm. It hasn't happened in games yet, but we're on the tipping point yep. of it happening with these acquisitions, right? And and all it's going to take, like you said, if if Sony is up to buy a couple... Microsoft's already bought a couple, big ones. If Sony buys a couple, all it's going to take is one other company to do exactly that and say, okay, I just want some publishing rights. I don't even need a whole game studio. I just want publishing rights. And we can create our own little streaming bit that we can then give to these other big companies to have on their platforms. It is That is when it is going to end up being really bad for video game consumers. Yeah right because then choice is taken away and it's not just it's gonna be bad for makers too right they're trying to unionize do all these other things it's it's horrible for devs. a couple horrible of big companies like yeah. it's gonna be terrible for devs there's no incentive to change and you can't even claim like yeah, this company's treating me bad and they're a monopoly and and like antitrust and all that because you go just you, you point to the other company and say but but they're doing the same thing right so you won't even have state step yeah, I mean, to like your point like that's you, you'll, you'll be, be able to look at people and say you know well sure you're not happy here and you're getting ground into the, the to dust by how hard we're working you but maybe the games industry isn't for you then see ya yep where there are you gonna you work go. go somewhere else go f- try but yeah it's the same over there and it's the same over there because it's one of the three same companies with a different color on it and mm-hmm. you know this is the where i wanted to end this and talk about this with you guys to see so i think to close it out for me since is like i think that i agree I'm a, I'm I'm very worried about it because I don't like, I think that it could go very badly very quickly. I agree with Preston in general that I don't think we're quite there yet, but I do believe that we are 
if we're not at the tipping point, we're driving up to it. Like, we can see it. Well, we're there. Like, you know, and especially with Sony coming out and basically promising that they're going to buy somebody, right? Like, who knows? It could be, you know, it, it could be something. Hello Games. Yes, it could be something very simple as a Hello Games, right? And it's like, cool. That's awesome. Good for them. And I hope it just stays there. But if it's somebody like, like you know, a Capcom or a Square, Sega. like that's a Sega, like that's that's big. Those are these are big production houses with their own internal studios all over the place and teams. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. But uh, I think you know you'll see. With like what we were talking about earlier, and sort of where I wanted to go at the end of this was like, it, this is the sort of fun question that I wanted to pose at the end of this topic, which is, if the worst happens, and if it just truly does become Microsoft and Sony own fucking basically everything under the sun, do you guys begrudgingly become Team Nintendo or Team PC? And just try to interact with your games that way and push your consoles off in in protest. Or do you just become part of Skynet and accept your new corporate overlords and what do you do? I I, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think that, you know, I'll always, you know, just by nature we'll always have, I'll always have a PC that is capable of doing something. But I think that you know, spite can carry me a long way in a lot of things. I'm, I can, I can, I can survive off spite for a lot of things. And I think, I, I think that I would be so spiteful that I would just be like, no, fuck you. I'm going to go and play with the person that took their ball and went home 15 years ago. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just eat whatever Nintendo gives me because at least I know they're not trying to actively screw me over. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I think... Yeah. I, I think if I had to think about it, like, one of my... So, out of all my top games that we mentioned earlier, like, last week, I still have hard copies, physical copies, of Final Fantasy X and uh, The Witcher 3. So even if I never buy another game, I can still play those games on my current console, so I'm safe. Everything else, yeah, I guess I'm just going to take my Switch, give Nintendo $30 a month, and play really shit ports of Ocarina <laughs> of Time over and over again. He didn't go after Star Fox, it's fine. <laughs> well, that's because Ocarina of Time is the one that um, actually doesn't run right now. So well, apparently, apparently the Star Fox 64 port is just as bad. Yeah, that's fair. Fine. But that's, that's, that's who gets my money. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same. Nintendo's going to usually get my money. Like, I, I spoke about the Wii U generation and how I fell off it there. Um, <clears throat> but to be fair, the Wii U generation was fucking garbage. There's a bunch of ports that were nice, um, but most of them were a bunch of ports. Yep. Um, Nintendo, as long as they give me my crack cocaine of the characters that I like and the games I get with them every couple of years. I mean, like, what? We got a Kirby coming out. Like, at the end, end of this month or end of next month, <clears throat> we have a new Kirby game, and I'm super fucking stoked about it. Hey man, they brought back Super Monkey Ball. That's all I wanted to see. See, there you go. It just they'll have something for you sooner or later. Yeah. Um, and it's usually something small and cheap enough to where I can put it aside and pick it up when I want to play my Star Fox shitty port or uh, anything of that nature. 
Yeah. Um, I guess I would go PC then as well. I mean, I just put it on there because most of the stuff comes. I mean, like we see Xbox, a lot of that stuff is already going to be coming to there. If you do want to play it, you can just have a PC for it. Um, PlayStation, they're starting to put their first parties later on onto the PC. So if you really wanted to play that God of War and didn't want to pay 700 bucks for a fucking system and only play that God of War game and not get another God of War game for another five years, yeah, you can get it on the PC. Sure or not. Yeah, um, pay a thousand bucks for that machine. I think, you have to build. I think it's still. Yeah, that's true. I still think but that I would probably. I, I think that I would still probably protest those games, even on the yeah. PC market. But like, I'd I, be like, yeah, like I think to. honestly, I think my PC would just become my indie machine, right? Like where I would like I would, but seriously, because because a Nintendo's lot of it, like, good at too. They they are good on some, but there's some that they you know like, dude, the some of the passes that Nintendo makes is they're crazy like there's some yeah. games that should absolutely be on switch and nintendo was just like no we didn't feel like it because whatever I, when, when like, I, inscription when I is a great you. example of a game that had no business not being on a fucking switch right and when, like, when i laughed a second ago i wasn't laughing at you talking about pc being your indie machine i just had this thought pop up in my head and be like I would actually respect Nintendo a lot for just flipping everybody the bird and say, we're not buying anybody. We'll just give you yeah. Nintendo games every year. And then sure. I could just imagine myself wearing this like Che Guevara inspired Mario shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, he's and walking his around your like, house and making and, the walking around the house yeah. and making the little snap noise from the Nintendo commercials <laughs> yeah. and being like, just such a, a Nintendo yeah. fanboy. Yeah. Just, just green or, army the, color with like yeah, Mario the, and his red beret. Yeah, you just become a, a, a Nintendo warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with you eat your me tattooed on your across your chest. It smells like Smash yeah. Brothers. Yeah. But I you know, I but I but I do think that that's what my PC would end up be is like I would look to the PC space to continue to feed me games like Inscription, right? Like sure. games like indie things that are being made that but and then that's that'd be it like if it if it really got that bad i think that i would just be like you know and and uh to to you guys's point like you were saying you know i think alex you were talking about you having those ps4 copies of those games and you'd be like look i can just i'll play these games whatever like you know preston and i are in the lucky position of like we own old consoles already and so it's like, I do have this sort of weird ability to be like, fuck you, I'll just take my ball and go home. Like, I've got enough games to last me a fucking lifetime. I don't need, yeah. you know, like, I like new ones, obviously, but it's not mm-hmm. like it's a, you know. A, I, think, a th- I think the reason, like, why I would go more towards, like, PC is just I love the evolution of gaming as far as, like, Nintendo does evolutions of gaming, I, I feel, but they play a little more safe sometimes. Um, but I feel like the evolution of like the graphical fidelity, what a game can do, frame rates, shit like that, ray tracing. I love that. And that's why I usually get these newer consoles immediately because I want to see that in other games. Um, and that's just something I really like about the gaming industry outside of you are a very big cutting edge person. Like when many like CG stuff, but yeah, it's like, yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. Like when, 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 when a, a new feature is featured, like, like ray tracing is a great example. Like gorgeous. You were all over that when it got announced. It's mind-blowing yeah. of what it does. And it saves so much time to the developers and those artists. Um, but yeah, it's I, I like seeing that. Nintendo doesn't do a whole lot with that. Nintendo gives you nope. a new Zelda. It's open world. Cool. That's that's a good change for it, right? Um, but and it looks good. 
Nintendo won't have ray tracing in their games for the next 450 I mean, we, years. We we just we just talked about how Pokemon looks like a PS2 game sometimes, exactly. right? It's brand new. They don't fucking but care. You're playing they don't it right need now, to. aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the I'm looking for the glow in his glasses. <laughs> yeah, the other glow. Okay. No, I was just messing around. But um no, I just yeah, I mean like they don't they they don't in they don't to your point Alex, they do not play that game they do not like they no. just Mm-mm. they've never cared and and I mean, GameCube, I think it was the last time <laughs> that's the thing like for a long time it 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 has slowly gained favor over the it's so funny how in the beginning people were just like nintendo this is unacceptable like you need to modernize this is bullshit and then as time has went on people were like oh nintendo like <laughs> And, and, but you know, like they're, it's they're funny. The second, like, they're the second biggest game company in the world. Like Sony's twenty five billion, and Nintendo's nineteen billion. Yeah, <laughs> easily for them just to like say, "Screw everybody else, we do what we want." Like, don't yeah. tell us what to do, except and for Capcom. Yeah, it, yes, yeah. But it's like, which you know, that also goes to before. I, just as a quick tangent, that goes to show why I think that if if Capcom does get bought by somebody, that is a death knell. Like that is because yeah, that's bad. Like mm. you. Capcom got Nintendo to change. And people don't understand how fucking crazy that is. Yeah. Because Nintendo has looked at an entire industry and consumer base of people for the last of forever and said, you can just get fucked. Like, we are this is the home of Mario, baby. We print money over here. (laughs) I don't know what the rest of you broke people are doing, but it ain't us. And Capcom somehow was like, convinced them like, Look, man, we'll go take this Monster Hunter game somewhere else. Like, we don't need you. So, either update your shit or get out of our face. And they actually did it somehow. I, I, I still am mind blown. But, um, yeah, I think that you know, it is it is funny to see how they've sort of lived long enough to be the hero, the villain, and then back to the hero again, where people are like. Yeah, it looks like shit, but you know it's Nintendo. Gotta love well, them. Every gen- yeah. every generation does something stupid. Like this year was the or this generation was the Labo, right? Like, yep. and oh, they just fuck, stupid, yeah. But, but again, but but at the same time, like just like them telling everybody to go f themselves, you kind of have to respect what they try. Well, because remember do, that was that was when VR that was when VR was very big. It was being mm-hmm. talked around. And they said we like, have screw an answer. The virtual world, build, yeah. build it yourself. Cardboard. Yeah, we have our That's own answer. answer to the virtual world. It's cardboard. Yeah. Cardboard you want, apart. You want, a, you want a fishing pole? Make, make it out of cardboard. Yeah, you cardboard. want a bike? Shut up, kid. Build it. Go yeah. make yourself. Yeah. But you I want think a sword and a gun. Here it is. Cut it and paste it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I think, like you know, with Nintendo, it's just it is funny to see the sort of turn that they've taken, and. Um, I think that that's what I would do, though. I think that if, you know, if the worst came to happen and all this other stuff, I think that I would just deal with their system, and that would be that. And I would sort of still try to get whatever whatever innovation I was hungry for in the space. I think that I would, like what Preston was saying, I would, I would hang out on PC, and that would be it. At least with the Nintendo, you know... You, you you know you can count on new games. Granted, they're all they would just be Nintendo IP. You can count on new games, yeah. 
but you also know you can at least count on innovation. It may not be the best innovation. It may not be the, the smoothest innovation, but there would be something there eventually. So I'm with you. Fit. Yeah. Yeah. They've had some good stuff. Like, so I'm with you. I, and they also said something can kill you, like the Virtual Boy. So it's yeah. yes there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nintendo giveth and the Nintendo taketh yeah. away. <laughs> but but no, I, I think I'm I'm with you. Like I, I have enough physical copies of the things that I love that honestly, honest to goodness, like I could play things over and over and then inter intersperse that with Nintendo. I would be happy enough with that and still feel as though I was making a moral stand. Yes. against a lot of the things I didn't agree with. So that's my thoughts on that. Cool. I think this is a good topic, man. Yeah, man. I think we solved it. I think everybody can now sure. really feel like they have a grasp on this whole potential consolidation calamity. Yeah. You know, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> we, we say we, we've solved that one, and clearly we've solved nothing on this specifically. <laughs> but I really, in, in all seriousness... I really do hope that people, especially our listeners who heard this, they, they think about it a little bit differently because I think, to your point, Christian, a lot of people say, hey, don't take my exclusives away. And it's so much more than exclusives. It's so mo- much more detrimental than just yeah. like you losing an exclusive on a console that people aren't thinking about. So hopefully, and, and you, you, have to really be, you have to really pay attention because the media, let's, let's get real conspiratorial here, not really, the, the media is very enamored right now with clickbaity articles of saying, look at this huge Sony sale and look at this huge Microsoft sale. And like they're, they're excited about it, but they're not telling you the potential pitfalls that can come from these big studios buying this. Yeah. So that's just what we need to look at is like, okay, it, it is fun to talk about, but in all seriousness, what happens if a couple more fall to one side or the other, then it's a free for all. And then it is a little scary. Yep. So, anyway. Cool. Good topic. Thanks. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, join Preston this upcoming week for another Witcher Wednesdays. I will Hell be yeah. home for this one, Preston. I should be anyway. So I will watch it for sure. I'll uh, We'll figure out how to get my voice on there. And then hopefully Christian uh, can join too. Yeah. I know voice. how. I just, it's a button. I just didn't okay. do it. We'll make sure you hit the button this time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that have tuned in and, and watched, we thank you for your participation. Well, uh, you know, thank you. There, I tried to call you out in chat last time, although nobody could hear me apparently, but we do appreciate it. I saw everybody on there. Um, so yeah, with that, everyone, Preston, you know what to do. Hit it. This has been The Testing Room. Music by at Damien Crow on Instagram. Logo and art by at Pet. Interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at TestingRoomPod or email us at TestingRoomPod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all of your favorite podcasting apps, and make sure to share us with your friends. Thanks, and see you next time.